historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-Z. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The end times continue recording on this, the 6th of August. I am Dino, and you are. I am Ace, coming to you live from a bunker right now, uh, where I am uh, quote tweeting the masses. Oh yeah, man! Um, today is today is the beginning of the cycle. Um, yes, this yes. is this is where it this is where it truly starts in earnest. Um, yeah, <laughs> you have been uh, facing off against the rabid hordes of people yes. who really appreciate the unwashed masses, right? <laughs> of people who really appreciate vaporizing children. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, how's that been going for you today? Oh, it's been going great. <laughs> we uh, we re-uploaded the episode, and uh, we just as as we were starting the show, we did the posts and stuff for uh, yeah. for the re-upload. But we uploaded the we re-uploaded the episode that we did last year about the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, Inf- uh, that episode's full of a lot of really good information. Uh, we reissued it specifically because we think that it should be uh, listened to by, you know, if, if you if you hadn't heard it when it originally came out, it was episode seven, right? So there's people listening now that weren't listening then. Um, so if you hadn't if you hadn't heard it, go give that a listen. It's it's a very uh, it's it, there's a lot of important information in there. I, I hesitate to say that 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 we did something incredible with it. What we did was we collected information other people have collected and delivered right. it yes. uh, to the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's so, even more information out there than we could even cover in that oh, episode. Yeah. Just to like, yeah, but yeah, I think we did a, a really good job with that episode. I'm, I'm very proud of that one. I am too. I think it's a very, very good episode. Um, so yes, we, uh, you've been facing off against the, uh, the, the <laughs> people who think that it's a good idea yeah. to uh, vaporize civilians. Yeah. And, and, you know, because we re-upload the episode, we're not going to like, yeah. So for this episode, we're not going to get into like the nitty gritty of like the bombings or anything like that, like any of that. But I I do want to like touch on just a little bit, like some of the mindset that causes people to sort of have this belief in the first place. Right. Right. Every time I'm always shocked. It's always shocking to me how many people will just with like with no hesitation, really, uh, will just tell you. Yeah, I think burning those children alive was absolutely justified. Right. Uh, and they'll always I, I just like right before we started, I like the people were tweeting at me like, oh, well, the, the rape of Nanking uh, unit 731, as if that has any relevance yeah. whatsoever to what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, it's it's astounding. It's That's astounding. what it always is. It's always that it's always the sort of like. uh it's always the well that they did this or that thing that justifies whatever but it's like there's no and we again we talked about this on that other episode in more depth but there's no justification for uh taking retribution against someone who didn't do anything wrong they didn't do the thing that you're mad about so even if the united states dropped the bombs uh as uh as retaliation for the rape of nanking which they did not the United States did right. not give a fuck about that when they dropped the bombs. Why do you, um, in justifying it, uh, the, the, yeah. even if they did, it would still not be justified because none of the right. people in Hiroshima or Nagasaki actually 
actually did the rape of Nan King, so right. Right. or even ordered it yeah. or had anything to do with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Next, what they'll say is that well, they supported it. For one, you cannot substantiate that claim. No. You cannot say with a straight face uh, that well, the the Japanese civilians supported their emperor wholeheartedly and would do anything for him. When you do not know the internal thoughts of a, a person, let alone a, a group of people within a country. Uh, so, and apparently, you know, you're unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you're also unfamiliar with the actual fact of of the history of the of the sort of historians' uh, take on Japan in World War II was that the upper echelon wanted everybody to kill and die to the last man and all this other stuff, but but that that was not going to actually happen at the civilian level, um, right? Yeah, and, not and, and without right. massive think, coercion. These people weren't ideologically aligned in that way, right? And, and you know the uh, we talked about this in the uh, the episode we re-uploaded, but you know like they bring about they talked about like the Bushido code and things like that, uh, yeah. no surrender, honor, and death. Um, okay, yes. So in the same way that you can say that America is a Judeo-Christian nation, uh, that there are some cultural uh, like uh, after effects emergences from that from those um, doctrines. You can say that, but that doesn't mean that every person within that society is a Judeo-Christian follower. Right, Do you right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't describe uh, every individual. And that's and this is the thing, no. is that even if it describes 99% of people, okay, and even yeah. if that were enough to justify the nuclear bombing, right, even if bombing people who believe that way were enough to justify it, even if all of that were true, if you vaporize one person who does not yes. fall into that group of people— you have done something unjustifiable. Just yes, one is yes. all it takes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. And also, uh, that's even, you know, granting them the point that it's okay to kill people for thought crimes. Exactly. Even granting that, <laughs> you, know, you still can't yeah. you still can't argue it was justified. Which, if you granted that, then you'd have to say that there's a lot of Americans who deserve to die right now, today, over their support of the United States military intervention. Well, we made the argument um, on, the, on the episode that got re-uploaded, that if you make that argument, you are saying that 9-11 was justified, undeniably. Yes. yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes. Yeah. And whenever, you know, I, I won't speak too much more on this, but whenever they say, well, they attacked us, I always want to be like, well, is this they in the room with us right now? Yeah, like, right. Wh what do you mean? Who? Like, who are you who talking you about? <laughs> yes. And we know for a fact that they don't care about they because they, in the, in the case of 9-11, is the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, it's the Taliban. I mean, it's the right, Taliban. Right. No, yeah, of course. No, it was the yeah. Taliban. Sure. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It was Iraq. It was Iraq. Yeah. They had to do the Iraq yeah. thing because of 9 11. That was, that was what it was, right? It had something to do with Iraq? No, yeah. it's definitely yeah. not the fucking nation whose coalition we're, we are part of in starving Yemeni children. Definitely not that country. Right. Uh, yeah. It's so aggravating. <laughs> it is. It's just like this, like collectivist mindset, you know. And I, I know it's like overplayed and stuff, but there is like a certain like racist element to it too, where it's like, oh, well, it that is. person looks like that other person, and therefore I'm just going to associate them with the bad person, uh, the bad people who actually committed the crime because well, they look it's like. The, them. It's the uh, same it's thought process as the people who actually chose to drop the bomb. It was a, it was a decision that was informed right. by racism that can't really be denied. So no, yeah, I mean, they, I, yeah. If you go into the military, uh, like it's a common military, from what I understand, it's a common military practice to institute like racist caricatures of your oh. enemy because you can make them seem less human. They put them uh, you in know, the, kill, okay. Kill, 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 yes. what makes the grass grow green. Exactly. Uh, 
Yeah. But this is this it goes even farther than that. There was I had the opportunity to actually see a marksmanship handbook, a, a, a code of arms for a uh, for firearms use. Yeah. And in the description on how to use the standard reticle through one of the sites that was being described in this code of arms, um, or manual of arms rather, they uh, the the figure in the reticle was wearing a turban and a robe. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how far yeah, exactly. it goes. It's not just a silhouette. Yeah. Like, they, they actively no. put a turban and a robe on the figure in the reticle in the manual right. of arms. It, it's not, right. this, yeah. isn't, this isn't complicated. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It turns out it's actually really easy to commit atrocities, it seems, for human beings to commit atrocities when you can make it seem like the enemy aren't human. Uh, and I, and I know people can kind of like think that's a metaphorical thing, but no, no, no. Uh, they, like the, the way the, like the type of like military brainwashing goes is that they, the soldiers are trained to really view their enemy as less than human beings. Yes, in a absolutely. Sense. I had a friend who, uh, when he, when he left the Marines, he left the Marines, he, he had been injured in a, in a, in an auto accident. And so they discharged him. And when he left the Marines, he said, uh, he was talking to me one time and he said, I, he said, I, I didn't used to have like racist thoughts. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I had known this guy since we were in high school and he said, I, I didn't used to have racist thoughts, like really like actual racist thoughts be like pop up in my head when I interacted with someone. Right. And he said, and I, I, he said the Marines like killed that. I'm that's it's there's like racism front of mind all the time now. Right. Um, which I found to be very interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, just like, you know, uh, I, again, I'm not going to speak too much more on this. This will probably be my last statement on the matter, but it's like the, the, the collectivist nature of this whole thing always like shocks me a little bit. And I'm not, it doesn't shock me in like, I'm a surprise sense, but just in like, Oh my God, it's hat. You know, this is, it's really ingrained. Yeah. It's just so ingrained in people that it's a little terrifying because I know, I know most people, if you went up to them and you could recontextualize the argument or the events into like a non emotionally charged way, um, they would, most people would probably say, Oh yeah, you can't kill people innocent people for crimes they didn't commit that's evil yeah right and that's so intuitive like it just seems so intuitive that hey if you ask someone hey do you think it's okay uh to cause harm to someone for a crime they didn't commit the answer for most people is obviously no mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. just because when you put it in this context uh it's like oh well they attacked us like what are you talking it, about yeah well i mean it's known that, that you can short circuit people's brains that way yeah yeah. They did it after 9-11. They did it to the whole fucking country. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's it's not a I mean this is this is one of those things that ah, you, you know, people just get people just get blinded by by what they want to be true and and, and they can't right. look at it impartially. They just can't. Right. Well it's also I, I yeah, I think there's a big cost too, right? Because if you've grown up believing a certain set of things your whole life and then someone comes up to you and says, actually these things are not how you think they were, and you're immoral if you like try to justify them uh to yourself or to others yeah um, that has a big like emotional weight to it like that's costly because not only do you have to we would you have to accept that hey i was wrong about this which you know human beings usually don't like to do uh and you'd also have to think oh i have uh 
it was a moral failing for me to try to justify this. Uh, um, yes. You know, things like that. Having to, um, having to contend with the fact that you have made a, a moral miscalculation, uh, yeah. can be very disturbing to the ego. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's why you have to, that's why there's a certain level of, I think I'm not, I'm not like, uh, I'm not into, you know, ego death as a, as a virtue in itself, but, um, sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's a certain amount of ego death that you need if you're going to be able to be right ever in your life because you have to be willing to be wrong. Right. Yep. Yep. In any case, um, if you want a lot of discussion on that topic, that's in that episode that we re-uploaded. I really recommend listening to it if you hadn't heard it. It's, uh, yeah. I, I think it's quite good. Um, now there was, before we started recording, you sent a vi- Oh, first I wanted to ask you actually, because this has been a topic of conversation around a little bit and it's very, and it's way lighter than, than the nuclear bombing. Um, <laughs> uh, have you seen any coverage of Baldur's Gate 3? Yes. Yeah. I, so I'm actually planning to get it probably like this week or next week, actually. That was actually uh, sort of my plan. We're 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 going to be out of town for a little bit. But I, uh, as soon as we get back, I, I really want to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what coverage specifically? Because I've seen a lot of coverage on it. Just anything uh, about it. Uh, I've oh, seen I've okay. seen a lot of yeah. people say, uh, you know, talking about like how uh, they're they're either interested in playing the game or they 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 sort of like the look of it and the freedom of the game. And that's that's sort of what interests yeah. me is the freedom of the game. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for, yeah, so for people who don't know Baldur's Gate three, it's a video game. It's the third game, obviously in the series. Mm -hmm. Um, it's made by Larian studios this time. Um, they, they had made games like divinity, original sin, um, uh, things like that. Um, and basically it's beloved games. So the Baldur's Gate series is a video game series set in the D&D universe, the Forgotten Realms. And it has it's based off D&D mechanics. Right. So it it is like uh, it's combat is turn based. Right. Uh, Things like that. But similar to to Pathfinder in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Except Pathfinder is based on the Pathfinder system, which is based on the D&D system anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All of this is like, like a and d is basically the original, like open source uh, thing. Right. So it's it's like, you can have all these forks and branches that like Pathfinder and all that stuff. But, but yeah, Baldur's Gate, it's uh, Baldur's Gate three. It looks fantastic. Um, I, I I have know some friends who are playing it. They say it's just absolutely fantastic. It really does. And I'm very excited because it seems like, because I've been playing D and D for years. Uh, at this point now, and it seems like a lot of people are now going to get into D and D maybe for the first time because you know the, for people who don't know maybe you know they can this will be a chance for them to learn like D and D mechanics and stuff like that. And it seems like so the most D and D like of the modern sort yes. of CRPGs. We got a lot. We got like Pathfinder 100%. and all that other stuff, but but Pathfinder's very on rails. If you ever played Pathfinder, um, uh-huh. it's it's telling a story and and you're in that yes. story. It's not you yes. don't you don't really get a lot of freedom and that's not to say Pathfinder is no. bad. Pathfinder is very good, but, um, it's, it's, it's good in different it's more ways. On rails. Right. It's very on rails. And it seems that Baldur's Gate three allows for a lot of freedom and sort of the tape, the kind of problem solving that you would be able to do on the tabletop. There was a, there yeah. was a, uh, 
a, a video that I saw of somebody playing it. I can't. I think it might have been Mercer. Matt Mercer. Yeah, it was Matt Mercer. Where he got onto the ramparts of a castle by stacking crates and then using yeah. and an he was arrow. Not supposed to be able to get to yet. Yeah, yeah, he was not supposed to be able to get there. Um, he he stacked up these crates. He got on top of the stack of like forty five crates, and then he used an arrow. I think it was called an arrow of transportation in order to uh, in order to teleport himself onto the ramparts of this castle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for like uh, for D and D, for people who have never played D and D, to kind of get an idea, you can kind of just do anything. Like a normal D and D campaign, right? The DM sets out like, here is the setting, here's the story, right? But he's not going to force you to play the story. It's just it's like there if you want to do it. But most a lot of D and D games just go off the rails. Uh, you know, maybe like one of your characters pickpockets someone in a town, and then the local police are after you for the next five sessions or something yes. like that you know and it, and it, <laughs> and it, it kind of ruins you. the whole campaign your dm had planned because it's like no there's a there's a particular funny. npc yeah. you need to talk to right. in order yeah. to get the action in order to get the next yeah. quest or whatever and it's like yeah. no you you uh you you're you're now in a story where you're running from the yeah. cops that's the right. story now and the, good, and the good dms will always offer you a chance to go back to the main story like they'll find some way to reinforce some tie-in to the story, but the the, you, the good DMs won't force you, right? They'll just no. say, hey, look, this is your story. Uh, if you want this to turn into, like, a run from the cops the whole time, that's your that's your prerogative. Yeah, uh, and, and a good that. DM will be able to build a story around that. It's it's There's a little bit yes. of an improvisational yeah. sort of skill there. Um, D&D is almost all improv. Yeah. Uh, it, there's, like, the basic rules, the setting, and then improv. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah Baldur's Gate 3... And video right. games aren't great at doing that. <laughs> exactly. And Baldur's Gate 3 seems like it's one of the first games to actually, like, get close. It won't be able to do it completely, obviously, right? Sure. Because there are obviously differences in mediums uh, between tabletop and video game. But but uh, it seems like it's getting... It's extremely close to actually, like, a D&D session. So apparently... Um, I haven't played it. Apparently, there in Baldur's Gate 3, there actually is a D&D mode in it. And what I mean by that is if you and other people online want to pl- have your own setting and play, you can play D&D like, like you would at a tabletop through the game itself. Oh, so, like, that's awesome. You can have awesome. a DM and set the pieces, I think. Like a uh, virtual like tabletop, kind of like yeah. kind of like people yes. build on Tabletop Simulator almost? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it it's extremely cool. Uh, and for people who don't know, uh uh like yeah you can just pretty much do anything if you want to if you like have a companion or something and you don't like them they really piss you off you can just kill them and they'll have that could have massive ramifications on the story but yes. it's your game it's you can just do it uh you know yep. um and that type of game design has not been a thing for a long time really uh usually <laughs> they won't let usually game developers won't let you kill important npcs and stuff like well, that they, i mean they uh, used to a little bit too this is one of the things well, that yeah, kind of went like away oblivion. yes yeah. oblivion uh new vegas i think will let you kill i don't think there's anybody that doesn't have a a, a no kill flag or anybody that does have a no kill flag mm-hmm. on them um it, like you can it used to be in some of the rpgs you could do that and as as RPGs kind of got simplified and more approachable for a broader audience, which is not a bad thing in itself, but they sort of took away a lot of that freedom from people who wanted yeah. it. And, right. and that's, and that it's good to see that that kind of game design is back. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, and, and it's just like, yeah, it's the, I, I'm probably going to get it like next week or maybe even this week. Um, but it's, it's, it, it looks incredible, uh, from everything I've seen. I've got a lot of shit happening for the rest of this month, but I, I I'm mm-hmm. probably closer to the end of the month. I'm going to pick it up, and I I, I okay, it looks yeah, like yeah. so much fun. 
Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of different classes, right? And like creation and stuff like that that you can just get lost in. Um, if you've never played D&D, it may seem like overwhelming at first because you have to learn the type oh, sure. how it works a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if either you look it up beforehand, like some of the basic rules and how things work, that might help you. Or if you just, you know, go in and take it slow. Uh, I think I think you'll learn pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not Skyrim. I, I assume this is. It no. seems to me that like this is a game that you will be able to fuck up your build. You will be able to yes. like you. You will be able to make mistakes that if you're not paying close attention to how stuff works, you'll you you will be able to do to actually screw up your your playthrough. Um, I was watching some people play on the hardest difficulty, and the game is extremely hard. Uh, oh, very really? hard. Um, and, and, it's, and it's not just like NPCs get buffed. You know, sometimes with game design, hard mode just means that enemies are just more spongier to damage and stuff like that. That's not actually the case here. The encounters get redesigned in hard mode. Oh, um, really? There's like maybe there's more. There's more enemies. There's different environmental effects in stuff like that that make it more challenging uh, which is really cool um, that's one so thing that, that has me a little concerned about it is the is the turn-based com i'm not a huge fan of turn-based combat i play pathfinder sure. um mostly on real time and then mm-hmm. i uh i'll go turn-based for a particularly hard fight but yeah. um like so the turn-based combat is is going to be something to get used to but if the game is good yeah. enough in every other area I, I don't think i'll have a problem well it's also you can also play on easier an easier difficult you don't care about that as much sure. you know? and i agree with you i i'm not the biggest I, like i like it in the dnd turn-based combat because you're you know you're there with friends and stuff like that but sometimes it can get oh like okay let's uh, let's get on to the next part but from right. what i've seen uh the you know the easy uh the easier difficulty is more for like hey combat's here i'd like you i like combining these spells and all these things to create a bunch of different goofy effects which is a really cool part of the combat um but you can also just play on easier difficulty if you just want to experience the story and, you know, uh, the the fights aren't as challenging. Want to do more with the world and not get bogged down in combat yeah. all the time. Right, right. Although one thing with combat, though, is that uh, from what I've seen is that it just like D&D, it's very creative. You can do creative things that maybe, you know, you don't know that you can do at the start and then just like combine those things into like really wacky, uh, wacky ways. That's um, also, cool. you know. With just like with D anD D, if you're in a fight, like let's say combat starts and then it goes into turn based, right? Um, you can also like try to convince the enemy to stop fighting or intimidate them, and then they can run away, or maybe they can join you and you know things like that. So there's also ways around it if you don't want a super long combat encounter. A lot of people seemed very amazed by some of the stuff that you could do in the game, but there's also the side yeah. of it where it's just like this stuff has been in immersive sims for a long time. It's yes. just that immersive yeah. sims haven't really been particularly immersive in, right. in a few in a little bit. Yeah. Like there's been um, this there's is, been some immersive yeah. sims that have not really been great immersive sims. Yeah. And I, this isn't really a spoiler, it's just like an example of what someone was able to do in the game. Uh they had a combat encounter where they this uh, i think they were finding a goblin and it's like the goblin chieftain they were fighting and then the character um was able to convince the goblin chieftain because they they you know rolled successfully they were able to convince the goblin chieftain to join it to join their group and then turn on the rest of the goblins oh uh, man in the fight and then later on they killed the goblin chieftain and backstabbed <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's just a bunch of things you can do that are like really creative uh, in the game that sounds awesome i'm 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 excited yeah. to play it i think it'll be good yep i think it's a i think the 2023 I think game is has good. been a crazy 2023 has been a crazy year for gaming and oh, there's yeah. still a bunch more cool games coming out like starfield 
Starfield uh, is going to be interesting. This is an interesting thing. Okay, so I play Elite Dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. Elite Dangerous is my space game. And uh, I'm in a part of Elite Dangerous. I'm in a part of the progression in Elite Dangerous now where the game just stops being fun. Um, because oh, I'm doing, sure. I'm on the engineer grind and, and that is a, you just have to go get materials from very far away or trade for them mm-hmm. or, ugh, and then go to the engineers and try to get the pieces. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I just want to kill some aliens, man. I, I don't want to have to do, I, I just want to go get in cool dog fights with aliens, but you have to engineer your ship in order to be effective in that way. You're just going to die all the time. So I am excited for Starfield because I want the feeling of elite dangerous but without the stuff that comes with it being a live service with like a combined sure. world and all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. It, and, yeah, 100%. And it looks like they've cribbed sort of the Elite Dangerous piloting mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. entirely, just whole cloth, yeah. which I think is awesome because Elite Dangerous is the best as far as that stuff goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Steal it. Put it in the game. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it's also like even if Starfield is just okay, right? Uh, yeah, um, the modders will make will take that game and make it incredible. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like because, uh, like, uh, I, I think uh, Todd Howard even said, you know, because they were talking about like, well, most a lot of the planets aren't like just teeming with life, right? And that's understandable. There's a thousand planets in the game, right? Right. There's uh, gonna be a lot of visit. barren stuff, so, but they're all, they yeah. procedurally generated a lot of it, and yeah. a lot of it's gonna be barren, and 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 there's not much. But Elite Dangerous yeah. is the same yeah. way. Yeah, but but Todd Howard specifically said uh, they were de- designing that in in with mind for modders. They're saying, hey, modders can take a single planet and turn it into something completely else. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Just put Skyrim. So just, uh, just put the Skyrim world yeah. on a planet yes. in the game. I promise you someone will do that. That'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That'll be awesome. I, that's that seems yeah. like that seems like a little bit of a cover up from old Todd Howard for having Oh, oh it yeah. does for sure. I think <laughs> I, I don't think that was like I don't think they were like, let's make these plants bigger and because of the modders. Right. I think they're like, hey, the modders will be able to do cool things with these planets. Yes. Uh, we made barren yeah. boring planets and uh and and so please the modders can fix some of that for us please <laughs> right right exactly yeah yeah but they always have that problem. i mean elite dangerous had that problem has that problem where it's yeah. like most of the planets are dog shit and all of the yeah. and, all of the uh the, the stations are the same there's there's really nothing what's fun and elite dangerous is the sim part of it yeah right right exactly yeah and it's just not like conceivable right now like given the technology even though we you know video game has uh, vastly improved. It's not conceivable to have a thousand planets that are just teeming with life and have their own storyline. You know, you know what I mean. Not like, without a it lot being so shallow that you can just see that right. you can see the code. Like, like that's one of the problems right. that some of these games run into. CD Projekt Red yeah. had this problem with Cyberpunk. That game's yep. NPC life and and sort of the way that they populated that world is so shallow. You can practically see the code if you just observe NPCs. You, you know exactly uh-huh. what's going on in that game. It's not convincing. It right. feels like wallpaper. And and it yep. would feel like that if they tried to do that in a game like Starfield. So I'm happy with them just curating and having several really fun planets to go to, as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to procedurally generate shit that's not going to be convincing or fun. A hundred percent, yeah. And it's it, but it, it looks interesting. It looks like a fun game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's video game talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
You um you showed me a video before we started recording of a <laughs> cop going down a slide. Yeah, I did. <laughs> this cop is just like tumbling backward down this or he's not backward, he his he's he's face no, he's down. He's on his stomach. Yeah, he's yeah. face down on his stomach going down this slide, just tumbling out of it. And he yeah, like no. flips when he hits the bottom. You understand? Um so this is I think this was in Boston, I believe this was a Boston uh police yes. officer. Um, and he's going down the slide and yeah, for, for people who haven't seen it, you should just go, like, if you're on Twitter or something or just Google, just Google cop Boston slide and you'll yes, find it. I yes. Promise. We can't, um, we can't, we would, I would play the audio, but all that is, is the audio without the visual. There's no, you would just hear a bunch of thumps. That's yes, all you would yes, hear. Just rattling and thumps. Which is funny. Go, oh, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this, you don't understand. It's so funny because this cop is on his stomach going down the slide face first on a metal slide going Mach 5 down the slide. <laughs> um, and he just tumbles and he, at the end of it. And he just tumbles. <laughs> like, you have to imagine, how did this happen? To the Like, really? Like, just put yourself in the situation. Why are your arms not out stopping? If you're on your face, right, it's gotta hurt. Why do you not, like, put your arms out or something to try to, like, push yourself off of the bottom of the slide? Or to, like, lift yourself off? You know, or just turn around. Like, I wonder if he was at the top before. doing the recreation. I, mean, I want to see what happened before the video. Simba, like, like yeah. he used to do. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else right. did this, but when I was a kid, someone would be at the top of the slide, and you would recreate the death of of uh, not Simba, the death of uh, Simba's father, or his name I've forgotten, um, Mufasa. Uh, you would create that. You would recreate that, and somebody would go down the slide. And I'm wondering if that's what was happening. You had a couple of, of cops up top. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, we don't know what happened before the video. We should look at what happened before the video started. Yes, rolling. we should. We need, this is, there's no context here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the only happening? Context, yeah. The only context I need is that it was funny and it made me happy. God, it was uh, so funny. Somebody reversed it and said he was sucked up the slides. The funniest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of other people started taking videos of their kids going down the slide completely normally. They didn't come. They they weren't going down the slide Mach five. They were just completely normal. Oh yeah, just sliding so you really down have like to kids on a slide. What happened to this? Yeah, you really have to wonder what happened to this cop in that slide. <laughs> that cost. Um, they even asked. Uh, they went to some physicist. Uh, um, uh, Rhett Elaine, I guess is how. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but anyway, he they, they, this physicist at Southeast Louisiana University. Um, and he was quoted saying, normal people, when they go down a slide, they're fine. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. Um, I'll probably, I'll put a link to the video in the, in the notes so people can yeah, go see it. Cause yeah. it is just the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of people being idiots. So, uh, did you hear what, uh, what Kai Sinat did? Um, so I heard a little bit about this. Yes. Uh, Kai Sinat is for those who don't know, a huge streamer. He's a massive streamer, Mm -hmm. uh, on, 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 on Twitch. He, uh, he decided he pulled up union square park in New York on his computer while he was on stream. And he said, let's meet up here and I'm going to give away like PS fives and, and gaming computers and, and things like that. I'm just going to do a giveaway thing. Let's, let's all meet up here. He was later on, on a different stream. He was talking to somebody and they were like, how many people do you think are going to show up? There could be like 10,000 people. He said, nah, it's like 500, like 500 people show up. Not a big deal. 
500 people. He goes, 500 people is a lot of people. He's like, that's, that's all we'll get. It's 500 people showing up. Well, it turns out 10,000 people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and it devolved into a riot. <laughs> Just put the video of that uh, right for the PS5s under one of the posts where the, the women will be saying, well, would you rather have me or the PS5? And then you post, then you post the video <laughs> Burn down Manhattan for a PS5. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were, um, yeah, it was like, I think the estimates were between like seven to 10,000 people showed up and Insane. it turned into a riot. And, and, and this is one of those things that I could see this happening. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't really, I, I, yeah, it's, I, it's just something, you know, you get a lot of people in an area, everybody's excited. Yeah. That kind of thing occurs. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, like I don't know. It, yeah, any type of, like, rare or valuable thing, especially if it's, like, a, a you know, a popular streamer doing it and saying, hey, meet up here. It, it, didn't, it doesn't really shock me that much, to be, right. know, like you were saying. So, right, yeah. and it doesn't surprise me that he underestimated his influence. I mean, you have to remember, right. like, this new kind of celebrity that we have is mm-hmm. it's just normal people. Right. They're just normal people who are entertaining yeah. on the internet and and I can absolutely right. understand them not really knowing what their reach is until right. something like this occurs. Mhm. Uh it's it's difficult to kind of I mean imagine yourself over the course of a couple of years you develop a following where yeah, you got a few thousand people watching you stream a thing or 10,000 people or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. watching you stream a thing on the on the internet and it's like yeah, yeah, you know, if I tried to get a few people to show up it might be, you know, a couple hundred people. Um I could totally see you underestimating your influence. Not not you, oh, but yeah. just anyone, any normal person in that no, situation. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, but there is the funnier part of this. What's not funny is that he got arrested for inciting a riot. Um, which I think actually, I don't think that charge will stick. I think he's more likely to catch a fine for having an unpermitted gathering. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I wouldn't imagine. And again, obviously not in depth in the like the code of that, but uh, you know, I, I wouldn't think intuitively that he could be charged for inciting a riot. You know what I yeah, mean? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think that will stick. I think he's more likely to catch a charge on the on a misdemeanor of having sure. a of of organizing an unpermitted gathering, basically, which is what he mm-hmm. did ultimately. Right. He didn't really incite a riot. I don't think he, in fact, he was actively trying to calm people down. He did a a video where he was saying, saying like, we're not coming out until it's safe. Like he was in a, in an RV, I think. And he's like, we're not coming out until it's safe. And then, well, he was actually out in the crowd. He was telling people to calm down. And he's like, we can't give anything away if you're being crazy. Um, and so I I don't think incitement fits here. I I, I think the, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, the unpermitted gathering thing is the law he actually broke. Sure, Even if sure. he only expected 500 people, that's still, he still broke that law. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, arresting him for incitement is a little much. The funnier part of this, though, was the boomer media coverage. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen uh, So I'm going to hear this for the first time. Yes. So. Uh, this was covered on The Five, which was Fox's mm-hmm. show. It is Fox's show. Um, it used to have like Beck, Glenn Beck used to be on it. And, um, I think Gutfeld, Gutfeld might still be on it. 
But I don't um, think I think Beck quit right, but they took Beck's slot, uh, the five. Yes, uh, they did. Took, yes, like, yes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what happened. The, yes, after Beck left to form the Blaze, they started the yeah. five, and they put Gutfeld in the chair, and they had a couple yeah, other people there. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, I remember that was like I was in like I think I was like a freshman in high school when that happened or something like that. Um, yeah. but this episode has Jesse Waters. It has that uh, Kennedy woman. <laughs> I, yes. I despise. <laughs> it has the Kennedy woman on there, whose name I, who has a show on Fox Business on Sunday, um, and then it also has a few other people whose names I don't know because I don't keep up with Fox News personalities. Um, <laughs> but this was the conversation they had about it. This is a video that we can stop at any time. It's it's a little long. I'm, we're probably okay. not going to play the whole thing, but just the way that they're talking about this is so representative of boomer media and how they do not uh-huh. understand the media landscape today. Um, here we go. We're getting insane video in right now of a social media influencer giveaway gone wrong. A massive mob swarming a busy New York City park, overtaking the streets and clashing with the cops. All to meet popular YouTuber Kasanat, who promised to give out... Okay, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> K-A-I is not pronounced Ka <laughs> I've always, you know I don't know I and I, I'm guilty of this, but I'm also not uh, you know, a who is on like the nightly news That's the difference! Uh, but I feel like you should, you should kind of like learn to say someone's name if you're going to have a big news story revolving around right. them Quick Google search, and again, look I've done this on the show where like sometimes I, I I, I've said people's names wrong, uh, but a lot of times that's because they like most of them are writers. Also, they're not like you know <laughs> big right. streamers, or something right? Like right. That. That you don't hear um, their name often. Usually, you right. don't read it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's just a little thing. But yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, um, there's a this 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 thing gets progressively funnier. Uh, it, it's, I'll roll it back a little bit and uh, continue. Swarming a busy New York City park, overtaking the streets and clashing with the cops, all to meet popular YouTuber Ka Sanat, who promised to give out free PlayStations, computers, and gift cards. Video from the scene shows crowds setting off fire extinguishers in anticipation of his arrival, and police dragging away members of the crowd. And when Ka got on the scene, the anarchy <coughs> intensified. Fans surrounded his car, oh blocking him from leaving. Ka was forced to speed away with people clinging onto his roof and chasing him down the street, seemingly without having given anything away. There are no known injuries or arrests, and police are urging people to avoid the area. Okay, so Tyrus, when you saw this happen, did you have any idea this was a YouTube giveaway? No. They immediately go... Pause it, pause it, pause it. Yes. Okay, the way he said, this was a YouTube giveaway, (laughs) that reminded me of... Uh, who is 4chan or you know what you know 4chan exactly (laughs) exactly Uh, (laughs) and he immediately goes by the way to the biggest blackest dude on the panel who's wearing like Uh a gold chain and asks his opinion first this is what's interesting about this too is like okay so kai sanat is is he's a black kid himself he's like 21 years old right which is a kid to me um yeah. He's 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 young, he's a black guy. His audience is mostly black kids. And that's who sure. mostly showed up was black kids, right? 
So there's like an undercurrent of racial tension to this whole conversation. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is just yeah. so uncomfortable. And immediately he goes to the biggest blackest guy on the panel. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. By the way, blackest guy on the panel is is actually pretty pretty light skinned. Um, they don't really have a a uh, a. We'll say very black guy on the panel. <laughs> but it's Fox News. What do you expect? It's white boomers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, immediately. And then this is the response. No, and it, lo- it just looked like a riot. And this is... I, uh, anytime I hear the word, the cringe word influencer... Like, I actually agree with that. I hate that word. Yeah. Like, they they yeah. give away stuff. This was all for media attention to get a bunch of likes or follows on his YouTube. And this is what happens when you give away free things. The worst people show up. And we saw this in the pandemic with free money. Like every time anything's free, this is what happens. And- you got to get that little talking point in there, man. You got to uh, do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and when high mark items like PlayStation 5, which because of the pandemic, because of our great uh, transportation czar, you couldn't get anything. And PlayStation sat on boats for almost two years. So if you go into any store to get one for your kids, you can't. You have to order them, and it's a back order. So this is a high-value item, and it brought out the worst. And this is what happens. And all I could do was watch it. I was like, man, please don't let it be us that acted a fool and <laughs> flipping cars. And then I'm watching the video, and I'm like, damn it. It's us again. Like, we... <sighs> Wait, pause, pause, I, I do want to say, uh, like, obviously, you know, a lot. Some of the points they're making are technically correct, but there's all there's yeah. always a, a like a, a stringent of like thanks Obama thing mm-hmm. that Fox News does in their thing where it's like you know they'll reference something back, and even if they're like correct, it's always funny to me that. And again, not defending Obama, obviously, sure, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like they can't help themselves. No, they and can't. it's kind of funny. It's constantly, <laughs> it's brainworms because that's. Not- yeah. That's not the conversation to have here. Like that's yeah, not what not this quick. is. Yeah, like someone giving away PS fives and like this is why socialism is wrong, kids. You know? <laughs> this is why Buttigieg is a bad guy. Yeah, because a PS five giveaway went right. poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I just and here's the thing. I, I don't think anything that he said so far is strictly like wrong. I, I would quibble with the it's idea just that it's right. just not applicable. To right. The thing, I would quibble right? with like, the whole PS5 sat on boats thing. That might be true to some extent. I haven't looked deeply into it. But as I understood it, that was a problem with semiconductor manufacturing. Not. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. Yeah. It was semiconductors, uh, uh, GPUs, uh, things like that. Right. That was uh, leading to a shortage of PS5. Yeah. It's I mean, I understood it that it was for the same reason as the as like the reason that new cars were in such short supply and they were just sitting on lots in in manufacturing plants and stuff because they didn't have computers. They didn't have yeah, the the, the microprocessors they needed for the ECM units. Yeah, if you've noticed, like the past like two or three years, GPUs for PCs have just been an exorbitant price. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that's why there was a big shortage of uh, of like components to make uh, uh, GPUs. So yeah. that's that, that also caused a shortage in PlayStation fives. Yes, I, so I would quibble with him on that point, but that's really it. Like, yeah. I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I do find it interesting that they have just like that. They have the biggest blackest guy on the panel saying like, "Please don't be yeah. us," and all this other stuff. And it's just like, come on, man! Like, yeah. You, yeah. you you know that's not what this is about, dude. <laughs> Right, right. Um. Anyway, uh, just you mean Fox News fans? 
Yes. <laughs> Gutfeld's right there. People on the five. <laughs> Martha, you uh, are a big YouTuber. You, big, big um, Kostanot fan. Big fan of Kostanot. <laughs> okay. Was Martha McCallum still on that show? Uh, it seems like oh, it. I guess so. Okay. So, yeah. Martha, I, I want you to listen to Martha here. And you tell, Martha, you tell me if Martha seems to be coming off as a no good, dirty, rotten liar in this conversation. <laughs> or, or not McCallum. Who is, um, who is Bush's, um, um, God, God, what am I blanking on? She worked for the Bush administration. I don't know. I don't know who's on the five panel. Um, I can pull it up though real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. She is not listed as current presenters. Okay, I may be completely uh, mishearing the voice. No, I mean, there's um, nobody named Martha on the rotating host, former hosts, anything. Oh, so okay, I don't know who mind. the fuck Martha I'm is. Confusing. Yeah. Anyway, you tell me if Martha seems like a no good, dirty, rotten liar through this conversation. Okay, I'll roll it yeah. back just a little bit. Fan. Yes. <laughs> Gutfeld's right there. People on the five. <laughs> yeah. Martha, you uh, are a big YouTuber. You, big Kostanot um, fan. Big fan of Kostanot. <laughs> I'm one of his five and a half million followers. Did you have any idea I the just, power of Kostanot? Yeah, not until about seven and a half minutes ago. Um, when I dug in and did some research, I watched some of his videos. He's 21 years old. He's younger than my kids. Um and he was, you know, talking, doing an interview. And one of the main topics of the interview is the benefits and drawbacks of fake it till you make it. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, um, you know, what does he actually do? So I looked up some of his videos and he's mostly sitting on really fancy cars, showing off his clothing, his fashion uh, forward clothing. He's holding key fobs in his hands to prove that he has all these amazing cars. Um, you know, it, it's not incredibly deep uh, in terms of what he's influencing out there. But this is, I, I agree with Tyrus. Okay, it's like, Uber. you know, why are we? Yeah. Uh, do you think she sat down and did research and 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 watched some videos and Googled him and all and 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 looked no, him I, up I, and did, did all this deep in depth research I, to figure out who this guy is and what he's about? I think she Googled him and went to, like, the images section, and that's all. <laughs> she read his Wikipedia page, is what she did. It's, 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 that's the, that's the that's depth of her research. Yeah, I, think being, I think that's being generous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. Sorry, I, I do want to clarify. I don't know why I forgot her name. I was thinking of Dana Perino on um, mm. the five. I don't know why I said Martha. Uh, okay. So I, I got completely confused. Never mind. That's just in the side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She, she is. She, her name is Martha, but she's not listed anywhere. So I don't know what what's going on there. Okay. Yeah. Just boomer. Boomer. Complete. I'm just hearing. Yes. That's Bo- all. Boomer is. host. Uh, yeah. Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> boomer. Get out. Read. <laughs> she. Um. She is such a fucking liar. She didn't do any goddamn research. It would have no, been honest. No. The honest response to that question would have been, "I have no idea who this guy is." Yeah. Uh, uh, he has cars. He's showing off his cars. Uh, what is he really influencing? Uh, just like, He's a streamer. Just like, he does, he does massive yeah. streams. <laughs> just bullshit. She's just bullshitting through a response to get to the next person. That's all this is. Yes, absolutely. She's pretending like she's some source of information on Kai Sanat. Right. Uh. <laughs> 
giving stuff away? I mean, why is this uh, beneficial to society? This is a mess waiting to happen from the get go. And um, we, you know, we give too much away, actually, in this country. Like, there's <laughs> so free stuff that is going out okay. there. And um, <laughs> we give too much away in this great country. Actually, <laughs> fucking moron. I, I want to see her oh get this God. mad over the McDonald's monopoly sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, there. It's so incredible. Again, I, I was, just kind of, but uh, I was kind of like joking. See it real? Oh wait, I'm not breaking. Am I cutting out a little bit? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was joking before when I said that you know they always tie back, and that's why socialism is bad. But she's doing it right she's now. Doing it. <laughs> she's doing this. Oh, you don't give people free things because that's socialism. <laughs> it's fucking moron. Oh, oh god. Um, maybe it would be better if everybody sort of earned what they wanted to buy. So, oh Kennedy, you've seen some of these things. You saw it in the Arab Spring. You saw Black Lives Matter. <laughs> what? You've seen I know what? The anti-Trump protests. Uh, oh, my God. Stop. I have to. I, I, okay. Okay. These are like MK Ultra, uh, like, activation words for former Republicans. It really right? are. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Jesse Waters in a tin can whispers into your Arab spray. <laughs> and, and the boomer conservatives just like get just immediately switch on and <laughs> you they start going on Facebook. Arab spring, he said. Yeah. A fucking a riot that occurred because there were too many people in one place, not uncommon, is just like the Arab Spring. It's just yeah, it's like just, it. <laughs> yeah. And, my god yeah it's just like like some now some boomer uh republican is going to get on facebook and talk about how the youngins are out of control doing the arab spring and exactly. writing the arab spring thing you can't say thanks obama uh for Hell but you yeah, can't you, really you say- actually can <laughs> But you can't really say it for the PS5s, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to roll it back a little bit. Here it goes. So, Kennedy, you've seen some of these things. You saw it in the Arab Spring. You saw Black Lives Matter. You've seen the uh, the anti-Trump protests. Uh, This looks a little different than those things, but also, I mean, the, um, the same amount of people. Well, unfortunately, the same thing can happen. No, those those were way bigger than this. <laughs> yes, it's like so, seven not only is that claim wrong, that's not the only center. Not only is that claim wrong, but it's like that's the source of his comparison. Yes. Is that wow, lots of people, yeah, lots of people in one spot. My God, <laughs> wow! It's like you know, has, has, has he never seen know. the Eagles win a playoff game? Like, right. He's like. <laughs> He's like, oh, that concert and a KK Ray, KKK rally, lots of people. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Man, Taylor Swift concert, French Revolution, tons of people around. <laughs> lots of people. <laughs> and I mean, like, if that's your analogy, I mean, you can compare those two things. It's true. Those are a lot of people. That's as far as it goes. Yeah, and okay. And oh shit! Wow, 
It's fucking idiot. Lots of people. <laughs> okay, I had to roll it back again. I've seen the, uh, the anti-Trump protests. Uh, this looks a little different than those things, but also, I mean, the, um, the same amount of people. A little different, well, but the same. Well, unfortunately, the same thing can happen because, as we see with riots, uh, they build and build and build, and the crescendo is what's so dangerous because you have people who are watching this on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. Mm-hmm. They have FOMO, so they rush to the scene. They, they try and get there. And Kennedy's the only person on the panel with anything intelligent to say. <laughs> I've watched Kennedy. I actually like her. Uh, I think she has the most balanced and correct take of all of it. It's like, yes, when you get a big amount of people in one area, some crazy shit can go down. Yes. Uh, Especially excited uh, kids. This is the, the, Kennedy's the only person who knows a goddamn thing. Right, right. And she's not linking it to just like the Arab Spring. Yeah. Or as you said, just like the French Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Man, she's the only she's the only one that knows a goddamn no. thing. So dangerous yeah. because you have people who are watching this on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. True. They have FOMO, so they rush to True. the scene. It's they, a FOMO they try thing. and get yeah. there. And more and yep. more people show up. The later it goes, the dumber people get. Yep. And my worry is yeah. that, you know, there are kids it's the middle of summer. A lot of kids are unsupervised right yep. now. They're yeah. just screwing around. And yeah. I worry that, that someone is going to get seriously hurt. And uh, all these influencers are trying to do is show they can pull a crowd. They just want to show that they can create a massive scene, that they've got so much clout and so much pull. And, you know, as Tyrus would say, this is the flex for them to yeah. show that they can. This is I think she's right. Maybe not with regard to yeah. Kai himself, because, again, he thought there was going to be like 500 people. But yeah. but I mean, I think she's generally correct. Yeah. And I mean, she's correct that there is at least a general incentive. Uh, for these influencers to try to bring out a big crowd. Because, uh, you know, as you said, it's uh, it becomes a FOMO thing. Or as she said, it becomes a FOMO thing. Yes. Where it's like everyone, and once they see a bunch of people out there, they want to go too, right? Because they don't yes. want to miss out on a chance to, yeah, to, to be there as well. So, yeah, I, I think she had by far the most reasonable take. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually kind of shocking how reasonable she sounds in comparison to every other nut job on that exactly. panel. <laughs> <laughs> fucking next to Jesse Waters. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a ton of people in one place and create utter chaos just because people are so excited to see them. And that's a win. That is that is what victory looks like. When I think what she's saying would be more applicable to the likes of like Logan Paul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, someone who's like there because there are certain like certain people are just being genuine. So certain like uh, streamers are just like, hey, I want to do this thing. Now it's not that you know they also get something out of it as well. Yeah, but uh, there are certain streamers who do just want the clout. They do just want to make a scene. Yeah, uh, type thing. That, yeah. That's really true. Yeah, yeah. When you are an influencer, yeah, I mean, you used to have the Beatles. You know, they used to go on top of the roof and. They used to play music and people. Okay, now they. Stop. What is with this book? I know. <laughs> like, yeah, you remember the Beatles when they used you to guys play remember music? The Beatles? <laughs> Everyone who watches this station 70 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they actively it's like, you know, Hey, it's like they have. It's like localization. Like the the people on Fox News have to uh, <laughs> like localize. Yeah. Local radio, yeah. local AM radio. Or uh, local well, morning shows on FM radio where it's like, how's everybody no, no, I doing? That. I, I, 
I meant localize in the sense that, you know, like uh, transferring one thing from a language to another, like they have to bring it down to (laughs) a level lower and like, yeah, to a a level that the boomers who watch them will understand. So they have to reference the Beatles. (laughs) Yeah. But what's interesting is in doing so, they actively start arguing against themselves. (laughs) It's very interesting how this conversation kind of turns. Maybe it's not like the Arab Spring. Maybe it's more like the Beatles, which I would say is true. Maybe it's more like this thing that everyone watching remembers fondly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a win. That is that is what victory. It's interesting how this kind of devolves. I mean, you used to have the Beatles. You know, used to go on top of the roof and they used to play music and people used to swarm around and. But that was actually a performance. This guy's just throwing around. Yeah. Sorry. What Jesse Barnes just said, you could word for word take that and believe Joe Biden said it. If oh, you like yes. That. Yes. That is a Joe Biden sentence. You used to have the Beatles. You used to have a concert <laughs> on, the, on roof. the roof. Everybody uh, swarmed around and <laughs> touched yes. my leg hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the Beatles sitting on my lap. <laughs> It's hilarious. He's like, he starts trying to come up with, wait a minute, I just said this is the same. How do I say it's different now? How do, yeah. I, how do I make up a way that this well, is actually different from that? It's all, it's, all, it's like the always sending meme. You know, I'm always playing both sides. That way I come out on top. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the Beatles you know, they used to go on top of the roof and they used to play music and people used to swarm around and. But that was actually a performance. Amazing. This guy's just throwing around the PS5. Even do, real quick before you, uh, Steve Carl Harrell gets involved here. This isn't even about him. He was offering something that everybody wanted, PlayStation. Scott Bayo could have came back today and went to the and said, I'm going to give away PlayStation's computer. Okay, this is where the deep understanding of modern media, or deep misunderstanding, rather, of modern media mm-hmm. starts to actually like show itself in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. very real way. Nobody was there because they had they thought they had a chance of, of being a, uh, maybe what two three out of ten thousand people to get a PlayStation Five from Kai. They were there for they Kai. Yes, they wanted it. They he if you're a popular streamer and they're like you know oh hey uh, he's in town he's giving away PS fives yeah maybe you are going to go there because you have a chance of winning a PS five sure but you're probably more than likely like just statistic wise you're more likely uh, going to be assured to at least you know be within a, a very a, a small proximity of him right they were uh, right. there so for the meetup that. yes yes that's why <laughs> meetups happen it, they, right. they were there and, for the event never live had they never lived like in a town or something where a celebrity came back came by to <sighs> or something they i have no idea <laughs> i think they can't conceive of him as a celebrity Oh right, that that would be a. That, they they can't. They 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 don't understand. They, they have such a deep misunderstanding of the way that entertainment personalities work on the internet right. now, that Uh-oh. they don't think of him as a celebrity. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's point. That's true. That's a good point. Which is one of the reasons influencer is a bad word because an influencer is a is a woman who hawks other people's makeup on Instagram. That's an influencer. A a celebrity can do things like this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. A celebrity yeah. can have events and expos. Fucking Asmongold right. with OTK. Celebrity, yeah. not influencer. Yeah. Right. But they think anyone who's an internet celebrity is an influencer. That's just not the case. Right. Computers downtown, the same mob would have showed up. That's the thing. It's not him. 
Be because respectful you to mean Scott 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 yeah. And I think he can still do it. He's still in charge. But the point is, <laughs> Charles is, in charge, dude. The, that's the thing. A Charles in charge reference, dude. <laughs> Everyone who watches this station is 80 years old. Yes. A fucking Charles in charge reference. Dude. <laughs> Uh, just a little bit I'm telling you, it's like, it's like localization. Whenever anyone starts talking about anything modern, uh, they have to translate it to something the audience will understand. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't sit there and say PlayStation 5s. They're kind of like Nintendos, but bigger and cooler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thing, the illusion is him. It's not him. Right. Because once he showed up and didn't have what they wanted... They wanted him in a different way. Yeah, I mean, if I showed up for promising PS... They were saying... They're trying to say that they were attacking his car, like they were mad at him, but that's not what was happening. No! These people were fans. No. Yeah, right. Oh, God. My God, <laughs> have you not seen... Okay, have these... Like, I don't know if they're just if they're just unaware or if they're kind of being a little dishonest here. I don't know, but have they ever seen, like, a, people at a Taylor Swift concert? Or like, or like a Harry, or or women at a Harry Styles concert. Have you? Well, any here's the thing. all you have to do is illustrate it to them by saying "women at a Beatles concert." Right, Beatles. Yeah, you have to localize. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, none of this is that shocking. I, you're just right. They they can't see him as like a celebrity. So it's it's just like not connecting. Yeah, them. they think the people like hanging off his car were trying to attack him. Nobody was trying right. to attack him. They they were fans. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's like people hanging off. It is like women at a Beatles concert when they like yeah. like get around. This people crush each other trying to get close to these yes. guys. Yeah. PS fives, and I didn't have PS fives. Well, be, yeah. it'd be in some trouble. Is that him so, standing up in that truck? I, want? I mean, he handed out something. Yeah. So ordinarily, when you do, oh, I want to just suppose that you got one piece. You got to have permits if you're going to draw draw this kind of just draw this many people. We've had someone in the network already saying that uh, you know the freedom to assemble is a freedom to assemble as long as you walk through the. the you satisfy he actually, this is the only people. other person with a point at all on the show, <laughs> which is like, well, this is technically unlawful assembly because he didn't he didn't get a permit for this. Uh, had he had a permit, this would actually probably be fine. <laughs> only other guy who like sees like knows anything mm -hmm. oh man people who don't generally are riding and those are the people that should be uh, uh should be held accountable by the law too um this says a lot about us too i think your point uh both you and tires both you and martha oh, it says a lot about society people want free stuff <laughs> Um, I mean, our, our our value system is a little warped here. We would all show up for they PlayStation there fives. for free stuff. I mean, it's different going to see the Beatles, no. or going to see Hammer, or going to see LF, or going Hammer. to see Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah. Every little he's a, okay. I'm, it's getting boring. Now. I'm going to stop it there. But the, he did. He's wrong because they weren't there yeah. for the PS5. No. If he if he had nothing, if he had absolutely nothing to give out, I would say. 90 to 80 to 90 percent of that crowd would still be there oh uh, yeah if things had gone down. If, he had, if nothing, he had just said hey let's go fucking let's go let's all go meet in union square we're gonna meet in union square in a couple yeah. of days we're all gonna meet down there it's gonna be great everybody who's a fan of the stream come down it'll be awesome you'll yep. enjoy it that that yep. would be you would have like you said 80 to 90 percent of this crowd would be there yeah 
There's no, this man is a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) And they can't conceive of him that way because he's big on the internet. And it's like, I mean, guys, come on. You're, you're big on cable television. I would, I would venture to guess that if any one of these guys said on, on Fox, they said, Hey, uh, in three days, we're all going to go meet down in union square. Everybody who loves the five, all of us are going to be there. Everybody who loves the five show up. It'll be a great time. Fucking nobody's going. Right. (laughs) Kaisenot's a bigger celebrity than these fucking idiots. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So in, uh, uh, in in the town I grew up in, there was a tea party, right? It was actually a tea party held by um, that uh, Glenn Beck started. Um, I think really? it was it the nine twelve project, yeah. And uh, when I was oh the uh, fucking I the nine twelve, th- I, I I knew yeah. about that when I was a Beck fan. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a it was a tea party in my town, and I went there because uh, my family wanted to go, and they took me there. I think I don't remember how old I was. I was very, I was like maybe twelve, thirteen. Sure, I don't know, but it, it, people were there. Andrew Breitbart spoke there. Um, um and a bunch of other people uh and they, it was not a big, huge crowd like it, it was big in the sense that it kind of filled like the little park but sure. yeah it's no, it was nothing compared to this but that's just going to the point that yeah these people can't conceptualize that uh there are internet personalities that are just so much more famous than they are yeah they have <laughs> they no idea and they don't understand yeah. the way the modern media works i was thinking about this after i saw this video i was thinking about this and i'm thinking like these guys just don't get that there's no such thing as like a million man fan base anymore. If you have a million right. man fan base as a modern sort of internet celebrity, <clears throat> if you have a million man fan base, it's because you actually have five 200,000 man fan bases. Like there's, right. like it's, there's no, it's, you, you, it's, the monoculture is gone. It's dead. Mm-hmm. And the, the only thing that exists now is millions of little subcultures. Yep. That all have their own celebrities, their own voices that they think matter, their own people that they follow. And I think they don't get it because they're on cable cable news, the most watched cable news network, and they think that means something other than we're on in all the bars. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. mean anything. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so it's it's one of the... Th- I'm, I'm, I'm sort of... It's very interesting to see people just really not get it. Yeah. Just really not understand yeah. the way that celebrity works nowadays. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, again, and then this woman, it's, this is why. It's because this fucking broad on here is talking about, oh, I did all this great research into him, and I was looking into him, and I, was, uh, I uh, found out what Jesus. he's all about. And it's like, no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, you took a, a single photo from a Google image search and inferenced his entire life's backstory from it. Yes, the entertain all the entertainment he creates. Oh, he just leans on cars. Are you fucking yeah, right. what? <laughs> Nobody would watch that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh. It just, and that's why nobody gives a fuck about these people on cable television anymore is because they do shit yeah. like that. Right. Because their audience is made up of 80 year olds who aren't going to call them on it because they don't know any better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some 80 year old boomer is going to like link the, the clip of that and say, oh, wow, they made a really good point about the younger generation. Right. <laughs> what? I just, I, 
I, I get the feeling. I feel that this was only uploaded to YouTube for the for the Kaisenot tag. Like so that they could try oh. and get it like in the like so they could right, try and ride that wave of popularity. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And get a little bit because there's no there's no fucking way they're proud of this. I I don't know. Yeah. You think there's some like young intern at Fox News or something that has to be like, uh, you know, just a good, good behind the scenes. Just like, uh, yeah, that's actually completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you all don't, I don't know, know shit about ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Look, I understand it's the five, right? And the tone of the five is yeah. is sort of more funny. They're trying to be funny uh-huh. than well, than yeah. like a serious, you know, than like you know, Shep's show used to be on Fox, right? It's a very serious news show. Oh, yeah. The five yeah. is more funny and sort of like they can make jokes and stuff. So I, I I'd buy it if Jesse Waters is just like, oh, I was only referencing the Arab Spring because it's a ridiculous reference to make. But he doesn't come off that way. Oh, were you talking about Shepard Smith's uh, show? Yeah, like Shep's old show was very serious oh, yeah, yeah. and very buttoned up, and, and the five is more relaxed than that. They tell jokes. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I will say, I did find Shepard Smith's show funnier than the five most of the time, just in, in not for the reasons no. that he wasn't even, you know, Shepard Smith was kind of like a funny person who wasn't trying to be funny. Yes, uh, yes. Well, I feel like, too, I feel like Shepard Smith kind of knew he was funny sometimes because he would do oh, like sure. a little joke and a little smirk, and it's just like, oh, you, you know what you did. I don't want to get... I don't want to get off on a tangent, but do you remember when, uh, um, well, I don't remember which hurricane it was. It wasn't Katrina, but it was one of the hurricanes. And Shepard Smith was like, you need to evacuate now or you and everyone you love will die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it with a straight face. Uh, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard on game. Oh, my God. And he, had a call, he had a caller call in and she was like, um, yeah, I'm here and it's not that bad. And he said, well, you are very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah. <laughs> well you are very dumb <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hilarious yeah but yeah i just i saw this video and i'm just like this is this is everything that's wrong with this is the divide right this is why <laughs> Your fucking your octogenarian politicians don't understand shit about the internet is because the people that are right. voting for them watch this crap, and yeah. then, like they don't <laughs> get any real information. Right. Yeah. The only people with a point on there was one guy who made a boring legal point, and Kennedy, yeah. who was just talking yeah. about crowd dynamics. Like this is new information, yeah. and it might be to some people, <laughs> but Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> god i'm just uh it was just this is just everything everything that's stupid about cable news all wrapped up into one video it is Mm -hmm. it might be my favorite example of that actually at this point right next to who is this for chan (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah it is uh, yeah, no. Thank you for uh, uh, playing down the show and uh, introducing me to it because that—that's incredible. Uh, that is just such an insane clip. We played a lot more of it than I thought we would. I, I expected us to get a couple minutes in and stop, but we—we we damn near finished. The thing. No, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but it just devolves, and then they start arguing against themselves. Yeah, the Beatles used to do this exact same thing, but it was different somehow. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's like the Arab Spring. It's also like, you know, the Beatles on the roof when the music would come out? And <laughs> music people would, would dance. come out! 
and they start referencing MC Hammer and Bobby Brown. And it's just, yes. oh my God. I tell you, it's localization. They have to translate modern times into the boomers' uh, life experience. Oh my God. I just. <laughs> Fuck television news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin Robert Young, for that. Man, I just I I I, uh, I am I am fascinated by how out of touch these people are. Just fascinated yeah. by it. It makes me it makes me really understand too the like <clears throat> the way that boomer conservatives think about things like, for example. The way that boomer uh, conservatives talk about uh, uh, student loan uh, forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, just the way that they talk about it. And it's like you, you don't understand any of the dynamics at play at all. Right. Like you just don't get yeah. it. And, and they were making the same point here. So we give away too much stuff. What the fuck are you talking about? What? Right. Yes. It's, here's the thing, right? For a lot of conservatives... They oppose socialism strictly on the on the grounds that they think it is better for people to work for things than to just receive them, which right. is not the argument against socialism. I, I'm sorry. That's just not your that's not putting the best foot forward. Yeah. Uh, the, the argument you know? against socialism isn't free bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's not that's not at all the argument against socialism. It's like, look, like, I don't under, I don't know if they uh, these boomer conservatives really understand what markets are, but markets try to tend towards free. Yes. Okay. Markets try to reduce the cost, but market competition reduces the cost of things as much as possible. If you think it's wrong for people to receive something for free, then theoretically you should also think it's it's better if they receive something for very expensive. So you know, cheap it, free is bad. Cheap is a little less bad, but still bad. Right, right under that mindset. <laughs> so exactly. you know, they should have to work harder. They should have to pay more for what they use. So that builds character. It's an excellent. <laughs> yeah, exactly builds character. That's the whole argument. It, this idea that it, it makes me it makes me understand though more of where they're coming from because yeah. now that I see that this is the information these people are getting and these are the kinds of conversations that are influencing them in their daily lives it's like oh mm-hmm. I see I get it yeah. I understand better now the grandmas and grandpas on Facebook who are super mad about student loan forgiveness while not understanding the math at all right <laughs> Like, I, I understand. I get it. It makes perfect sense now. Because oh, yeah, free yeah. bad. Because we're, we give away too right. much stuff in this country. Just like that. I've never seen anybody, any of these fucking boomer cons, complain about the fucking Monopoly sweepstakes at McDonald's. But it's right. the same goddamn yeah. thing. It's a sweepstakes giveaway. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Like, I don't know. If some, if some like, uh, person from the future just started dropping off a bunch of, like, technology to people in the past or something, you know, through some time travel machine, and just said, here you go, here's a bunch of free stuff, you're like, oh, well, this is just the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of ever. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one, get one, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, they, they go they go to McDonald's. They see buy one get one free, and they're like, "We used to be a country, a real country." <laughs> it says a lot about society. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I, I wanted to bring that because I I have I don't think I've ever seen a conversation so fucking ridiculous yeah. and out of touch. Yeah, 
Well, it's also like, you know, uh, going on the free thing, this is like, it's obviously not the only reason, or I don't even think the main reason, like, of like Boomerkans oppose like immigration. Uh, but there is a certain strain of people who are like, you cannot have open immigration because there's already been people who worked to get here and they right. suffered. Uh, you know, they went through more struggle to get here. So it's not fair to them for other people to get by easier. Yeah. Right? And that's their mindset. That is a lot of their mindset. Right. It's like, you know, I bought this item for this much money. It is wrong for you to lower the price of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, it, it's After just like, I you know, it. hey. Back in the day, I bought a desktop computer for two thousand dollars that had less than less than a, a fucking thousandth of the power of common desktop computers yeah, today. Right. So I I am yeah. angry that you can now buy a computer for five hundred dollars that outclasses that computer I bought for two thousand by a mile, right. and I'm mad about it now <laughs> right. because yeah. things got yep. better and cheaper over time. I'm angry. Right. <laughs> I just I can't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's jealousy. It's petty jealousy, is what it is. It is petty jealousy. Yeah, ah, I just, just like that. That, that whole is a, and and that take where it's just like they were turning out because of the free PS5. No, they weren't. No. This guy's a celebrity. Yeah. You can't pull a crowd like that because nobody gives a fuck who you are, and all your fans are eighty years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a dude who has young fans. This is a dude who has teenagers in his audience who enjoy g- gathering in a mass of other teenagers because they're teenagers. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and again, them treating like this is any different than like some like concerts from some super popular artist or something. Right. Is just like nutty. You know, it's like if this had had if, if there was some concert going on or like like some like super celebrity or like musician just showed up somewhere and started playing music uh, and, and people found out they said, yeah, hey, come down and meet. Uh, you would see the same thing. You yeah, see you, the same thing. Happen. You do see it. You you see it with. Uh, yeah, you do see it. Yeah, you see it with like secret shows and stuff like that that occur. They end yeah. up that end up getting huge because right. people were tweeting about it. People were talking about it. Yep. Yep. This is and and just to restate the point, this influencer term is stupid. An influencer. It is. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, an influencer is is a woman on Instagram who hawks makeup. Right. That's that's an influencer. Right. These people are legitimate celebrities. These people yes. are, are actual celebrities. They're not influencers. And, and, and I think the idea of celebrity these people are working off of is the idea of celebrity that grew out of the fucking studio system in Hollywood in the 1930s. Right. Where it's just like, hey, a studio grooms somebody to be a celebrity. And that, that system existed right. all the way up until the early 2000s. I mean, Britney Spears is an example oh, yeah. of that same system. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. dead now. And now the internet has like democratized uh, being a celebrity. In some exactly. Cases, right. It's easy. Like it's. I don't want to say it's easy to do, but it's easier than ever. Uh, you know. Yes. Um, uh, if, you're, if you are, if you are entertaining, think about your most interesting friend. They can do this, mm-hmm. right? Because if they're an yes. interesting and entertaining person, they can become a celebrity now. They could do it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I just think a little bit more about like how, how they're like, you know, uh, the whole like, oh, you know, that's the problem with this country now. We're just giving mm-hmm. away things are free and stuff like that mindset. I wonder if these people think Mr. Beast is the most evil man to ever live. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, do you think like do you think like they go to sleep at night whispering that he's ontologically evil? 
they agree with all the socialists and 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 weird weird people yes. who are angry about him fixing people's hearing. They yeah. they agree with yeah, all it's of them like, for different no, reasons. The, the yeah, you know the meme, the Arnold Schwarzenegger meme, when you know with the hands holding, uh, you know that one. Exactly. It's like hey, conservatives and socialists. Mr. Beast is ontologically evil. <laughs> and then, and the, <laughs> absolutely that that whole like i can absolutely hear them saying it you should have to work to earn your hearing again. back <laughs> yeah yeah back in my Jesus. day i walked to school barefoot in the snow yes. and now these kids have shoes it's not fair <laughs> back in my day the deaf stayed deaf god damn it yeah <laughs> we used to be a country <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely yes, yes, and they would make those arguments. I'm sure if you framed it in just oh, the yeah. right way, they would 100 percent make those yeah. arguments. Yeah. And it, it's oh, yeah. it's it's totally out of touch, totally out of touch. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. understanding a goddamn thing. Yeah. But it does make things make more sense, right? When you when you think about the mm-hmm. in terms of like the majority of people, right, who vote are watching this shit. They're, this is what they watch. This is where their ideas come from. Things start to make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, especially conservatives. But, I mean, you get the same kind of conversations on CNN, right? These, no, none of these people understand this shit. Oh, none of these other, legacy media no, types get it. No, no, not at all. And, I mean, you, and there's also very, I think there's a bunch of, like, resentment, too, around it, right? Because it's like, you know, uh, I, in the same way that I, I think a lot of the, you know, speaking about the, like, the boomer mindset, for a lot of these, like, uh, you know, like, um, uh, TV celebrities on, on, like, cable stations, on news stations. Right. Uh, they're like, I worked hard to get here, and this guy just started, opened up a stream, and he has millions of fans. You know, I, I think there is that type of, like, resentment, too. Well, it's it. the same kind of mindset people have when they're just like, streaming's not a real job, and it's just like, I mean, these right. people go on the internet, and they entertain people for fucking 12 hours a day. That's not easy. Right. Like, that's not a... Right, right. <laughs> and here's the thing, it's not, who says jobs have to be hard? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'd see, there's the Protestant work ethic uh, sneaking its right. way back in yet again. Exactly. Yeah. Who says jobs yeah. have to be difficult? I mean, if if right. a guy if a guy can fire up a stream and make a million dollars streaming for six hours a day, fucking have at it. None of them do. They all do right. twelve, eighteen hour days. But you know, yeah. if they could, I'm sure they would, and they should. Right. I think it's awesome that people can make a living playing video games now. Like that's cool. It really you know, is. And streaming it. Like, says, yeah, that's cool. That's that's <laughs> the thing that says a lot about society. Like that's the, the, industrial society and its consequences have been great for humanity. Yes, uh, on the whole, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the governments and corpos that fuck it up for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a. It's. I just find this to be uh, very indicative, man very indicative yeah. of just where people's ideas are coming from nowadays because it's it's the kind of oh, thing yeah. where again all the arguments you see against uh, the, the the best example i can come up with because it's the most recent one is is the the student loan forgiveness stuff it's like nobody uh-huh. sat down and did the math everybody's just mad that it's free shit and it's like i under i understand yep. Yep. that i understand that but if you sit down and do the math there's some shit that kind of starts to make sense <laughs> Right. Like if you actually start looking at the at the at the the way that people live and the cost of things and yeah, there's no 
<clears throat> and the way that the organization of the the whole the, the the organization of the entire system is set up to basically gut the middle class like everything else has been financially in this but whatever I'm going off on a rant. Um the, <laughs> in any case uh mm-hmm. yeah th- this these guys don't know shit and they are highly in- these are the influencers. These are the ones who are hawking right. hawking bullshit and boner pills to old men on 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 yep. fucking <laughs> on fucking cable television. Yeah. They're dead and they don't know it. Yep. And they're just not media savvy anymore. They used to be, I'm sure. But they're just because they don't understand where media is at now. Mm-hmm. Um in any case, yes, I, I thought that was very funny. I thought it was I thought it just encapsulated so much. The woman just lying about the research oh, really that she does. did. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you know? No, no, no viewer is going to fact check her. No one who watches Fox News no. is going to fact check it. Hell no. Absolutely not. And I'm not even, look, I'm, I'm fucking 30 years old, dude. I fucking, the, the Zoomers know more about this shit than I do, but even I know more than right. the fucking Jesse Waters about this, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Did you want to talk for a second I had a chance to skim. I did not read deeply. I did not, I did not, I don't know much, but I did have a chance to skim the Trump indictment. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, I've is... not almost anything about this, but uh, um, so if you want to like take, take well, we, from what you know. We uh, had mentioned on the, on the last episode and I'd said I hadn't looked at anything and, and it was true. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at a little bit more now, but there's actually something very funny about this I wanted to get to, but I have to explain the indictment first. So, um, uh, he was indicted, Trump was indicted by a grand jury, it's a federal grand jury, with regard to the January 6th stuff. And this isn't so much about the, um, the riot, uh, quote-unquote, the, the, uh, the, the unguided capital tour of January mm-hmm. 6th. It's really not about that. It's about the procedural shit that Trump's team was doing behind the scenes to try and delay and obfuscate the election using legal means, using other strategic means. Mm. That's what this indictment is about. The counts are about fraud and conspiracy to commit fraud. Um, There is one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts uh, uh, related to efforts to obstruct the vote. Certification proceedings. Uh, if you remember that on the day, um, people were trying to get Pence to to like somehow stop the certification of the vote. Um, and then one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, which um, is with regard to fraudulently attempting to reverse uh, election outcomes. Right. That's that's a violation of civil rights in that it it's a violative of the right to vote. Right. Um, oh, okay, yeah. That's what this indictment is about. Uh, this isn't. There's really not a reference here, uh, in any real sense, to the unguided capital tour. Uh, that, that's not really any of the charges. It's it's mentioned as like a thing, okay. but it's not. It's not the basis. Um, okay. What is what is the basis? Is is all of these procedural things they were trying to do behind the scenes? Um, mm. And there are many people who are caught up in this. Rudy Giuliani is one of them um, that who were, you know, making calls and trying to do shit behind the scenes. 
Yeah, I, I've seen some of the excerpts from like I guess the uh, um, like uh, from like not from Giuliani, but about Giuliani. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a very interesting thing as a as as an indictment. It's pretty interesting, um, and I recommend people read it. But the thing that I find funny is that Trump was let out on bond, and he was he went home. And he immediately took to Truth Social, tooth, and he started toothing about the case. And he said, uh, (laughs) he said, um, if you come after me, I will come after you. (laughs) Okay. In three hours, that tooth was in a prosecutor's motion (laughs) in the case. And what what the motion was about was basically trying to muzzle the Trump camp and and ensure that any discovery from the case was not going to be let out publicly by the Trump camp, right? Because what 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 they see coming down the road is discovery is going to reveal some shit about other parties that Trump could then publicize mm-hmm. and it could cause problems. So okay, they're, okay. they're trying to keep that from happening. They they don't want any discovery in the case made public by the Trump team. Uh, and so they're because they know that they're just going to get hammered with discovery requests and they're going to have to turn over boxes of documents. And those documents in the care of the Trump team would absolutely go public if they said something bad about Trump's enemies. Absolutely. Um. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're attempting to do is keep that from happening. Some people were sa- were thinking that the motion was designed to get Trump to jail. Because this is what's kind of funny about it. A defendant who is indicted, right? If if he went home and tweeted, "If you come after me, I'm coming after you." He would immediately be taken to da- to jail as that would be a violation of bond conditions. You'd be threatening the prosecutor, the jury, the judge. Like (laughs) you would immediately be taken to jail. (laughs) Um, but Trump isn't. And, and it appears that the motion wasn't designed to do that. Now people were very angry about this. Why isn't Trump in jail? Any other defendant would be in jail. And that's true. That's absolutely true. The problem is, how do you put a guy who is entitled to 24 uh, seven secret uh, secret police secret service uh, protection in jail? Uh huh. Right. How do you do that? <laughs> He's entitled to it. He gets the yeah. protection for the rest of his life. How do you put him in jail? Mm-hmm. Right. So the most they could ever do with him is house arrest. Like, that's the most they could ever do. Mm. But they're not going to do that either. But, I mean, this is a logistical nightmare. (laughs) 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 Trying to put a guy like that in jail. Absolute logistical nightmare. And so that's what uh, people were very upset about it. And it's like, uh, there are considerations, though, that you have to make. With regard to this, right. and yes, any other defendant would be in jail, and, and yes, that, that's either a problem or not, depending on how you see it, but in any case, Trump's not any other defendant. He has certain legal protections that require manpower that he's entitled to. Are you going to put a bunch of Secret Service agents in jail with him? <laughs> right, right, yeah. It, <laughs> I, I actually hadn't considered that. That's interesting. Uh, it's, it's like they... <laughs> 
it's like you have two conflicting like i guess um, uh just positions here that you can't reconcile because on one hand as you said he he's uh, you know entitled uh legally to service protection uh and they're obligated what to protect him i assume um so it's like oh if they tried to take uh, it away you know he'd sue right right they just they would catch they would catch a suit if they tried to take it away and here's the thing they probably wouldn't win it and they probably know that right because i don't think I i think these prosecutors would love to have him behind bars and if there was an opportunity to do it they would Oh, yeah, you know how much, like, notoriety you would get? I mean, hate, but also notoriety from, I was the prosecutor who arrested a president, or uh, put in prison our president of the United States? Yeah, uh, I'm the prosecutor that got that, Donald yeah. Trump put in jail. Right. Even awaiting trial, that's a big fucking, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. You get a, get a book deal out of it, you're set for the rest of your life. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, make the, have an opportunity to make the most money of any AUSA ever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah absolutely they would do that if they had the opportunity i don't think they have the opportunity i think it's a logistical nightmare yeah and so there's i understand people's people's concern i understand people being upset about it and i think it's fair to make the point that any other defendant would have been put in jail for that for that tweet truth tooth. Uh-huh. any other defendant would have been put in jail for that um I, it's I just want to point out the irony of, you know, uh, the fact that that is a real thing that's happening right now is that they really can't put him in jail because he has Secret Service protection. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many people always say, well, anarchism, you know, in anor- if we had anarchy, two separate, you know, you'd, you'd have all the protection fighting each other, right? Because they right. couldn't, because one person would have one agency, the other person would have another, and then what do you do? Well, it's like, hmm, that happens right now. Yes, wow. Exactly. Every seriously, every critique of anarchism is a description of the status quo. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. <laughs> Absolutely everyone. <laughs> it's very as and like I said, I, I I think it's fair to point it out, right? But Oh sure. Yeah. To expect that they would actually put him in jail is just not realistic. <laughs> the the, right. the the, the logistical issues to that alone. And of course we know there's mm-hmm. a two-tiered justice system. This is a conversation that that people were having that I, I was listening to. Uh, people who I think are smart, intelligent people were having this conversation about this, about the Trump issue back when it was the old indictment uh, in, the, in the other case. Um, in the case with all of the documents and stuff, the paperwork case that he was indicted with in New York. Um, there, there were people who were... <sighs> They seem to be confused about Trump fans, and and their their sort of point was like, well, what what would Trump have to do for you to think that he actually committed a crime? And I I found it kind of funny that they didn't understand these, these individuals who were speaking did not understand that um, <laughs> they don't think he didn't commit a crime. In yeah, fact, they just don't care. Yeah, they don't care. In fact, I would, I would, I would venture to guess that if you told them, uh, "Here's the statute, here's what he did," um, that they would say, well, "Yeah, he probably did commit a crime." The problem that people have with this is that no other fucking president gets treated this way. Right, it's selective. Yes, that is the issue that people have with this. It's not that. No. I think you could easily convince these people that he actually committed a crime. No, but you it's can like, also if you're like. I'm sorry. If you're it. like, um, 
know, if you're watching like a bunch of kids on a playground and there's certain rules on the playground or something, and all the kids break the rule, but you only ever go after one kid in particular. Exactly. Uh, even though if you think the kid did actually break the rule, it still looks like you're being unfair to him because you're only going after him. You're not going after anyone else. Well, you are, rules. in effect, it's being unfair to him. Oh, even you if are, he you did are. actually yeah. break the rule, yeah. just going yeah. after him alone is insane. It, it, it's, it is right. clearly biased. Right. That's what that's what Trump fans are upset about. They don't think he didn't commit a crime, or at least I don't think you could right. convince. I don't think that you couldn't convince them he did. I think a lot of these mm-hmm. people, you could absolutely say, "Hey, here's the statute. Here's what he did. This is obviously right. a crime." I mean, look with the with the uh, with the um, the the documents that he kept and showed to people and showed to fucking Kid Rock, being like, "Hey, isn't this cool? It's classified. I shouldn't be showing it to you." He knew that. It's in the audio. <laughs> But but it's the fact that he's the only one they're going after who's ever done shit like this is what upsets them. Mm-hmm. That's that's why right. they're angry. Yep. Is because it is a selective prosecution because you could still I mean just yep. like that. You could take fucking Obama killed an American boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 16 years old, born in Colorado, executed him extrajudicially with a drone strike. Signed off on yep. it. Like, there, you could absolutely send every fucking president to, and Destiny, did you see that Destiny tweet? Oh my god. Yes, yes I did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you think about that? Dave Smith was talking about how every president's a, 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 every president has been a criminal. Every president has done shit that's, that's criminal. And Destiny decided he was going to take the neocon stance on that one. He decided. God. Okay. Legal positivists. Yep. Um, piss me off to such a degree. Um, and I, I, I was talking to someone about that. I know I. It was in DM, so I don't know if they want me to. So I'm not going to. But um, I, I will in the next episode if they tell me it's okay. Okay. Um, but I was. Uh, it, it, they're they're a uh, you know a. a pretty big fan of the show. You know them. We we uh, we both. Surely, them. surely. Um, oh, uh, before before and, you get um, into that. When you say legal positivists, what do you mean? I mean, so here's what I mean by that. When I speak of legal positivists, I mean people who essentially have the belief that the legal regime is essentially not bound by any particular standard besides for the uh, legal law that they themselves set. So if they can find some type of legal procedure. Yes, it's a self-referential system. So if, if they declare that, uh, you know, murder is defined as the unlawful killing of a specific group of people, and then they create a law that says it is not legal for me to kill uh, X, Y, Z, and they go do it, a legal positivist would say that's A-OK uh, legally. Uh, and uh, oftentimes they use it uh, to, to sneak in a moral presumption as well. Yes, they do. Um, uh, so that's that's what I mean by legal positivist. Yes. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, illegal. Like, so uh, the, the streamer Destiny, uh, he was uh, making this argument that, well, actually, you know, these weren't really war crimes because, uh, the, you know, the providing the presiding regime uh, found the legal basis to justify these actions. That the right? killing so. of a Dorman Alalahi was rightly mm-hmm. legal. Now, here's the thing. It, 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 it may have been actually legal. The question is not. Right. 
the question is not, is this allowed by statute in the immediate term? The question is, is right. this right? And is this legal in a broader sense? Is this legal right, right. A, a, with regard to you could natural make, law? Yeah. Right. And also, yeah, a legal regime could just make a statute that contradicts a previous one to make whatever they want to do legal. Right. So yes, just because they do that, you know, it doesn't mean what they did was legal in a, in a broader sense in like it from past, you know, nor per, from precedent. Right. And very uh, that's often, one, I, I, not to interrupt, but very often that which is uh, illegal but, is a matter of opinion. In fact, we have these things right. called opinions. Judges yeah. write them <laughs> when they're saying something is illegal or not. Right. Whether, whether or not a thing, I mean, look, it, it, you can absolutely make the argument that the AUMF, the the uh, the authorization of use of military force that is used to justify all these war crimes, you can absolutely make the argument that that document is itself contrary to the Constitution and thus illegal. Yes. Yes. And you know, um, uh, you know, a friend of the show, uh, Jack Lovewriter, he was uh, he made a tweet uh, the other day uh, in like kind of riffing. Where he was like, look, why are you guys saying like the rape of Nanking was wrong? Uh, the Japanese deemed it legal. Exactly. <laughs> they, they gave themselves legal precedent for this. Uh, I interrupted you so, talking about the DM. Uh, so you, you were having a DM conversation with somebody. And oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, sorry, it was just talking about this, um, this fact that legal positivists, um, essentially, there's, they're either... Uh, absolutely immoral bastards in the sense that they are trying to excuse horrible actions under the auspice of legality or or they're just being pedantic assholes. And I don't see any in between. Uh, no, there, there really isn't any in between. <laughs> just on one hand. Right. So if they're trying to say what they did is excusable um, by the law because it's legal. Right. If that's what they're saying, then they're just I just view them as immoral. Uh, they're just, sure. you know, making excuses for atrocities. Um, on the other hand, if they're if they're just saying, well, no, this is wrong, but it's technically legal, so we can't really call it a crime. It's like, OK, dude. All right. Uh, you're just being so extremely pedantic and splitting hairs that you're missing the spirit of what the other person is saying. Yeah, uh, honestly, though, I, I don't even I. I don't even think you have to go so far as missing the spirit of it. I think that's just flatly wrong because again, the, the, the arguments that people have about that, which is legal are based on the law as it exists. Right. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So, and also so, so this idea that, that you can't like, again, you can argue the authorization of the use of military force is illegal as it is in contravention of the constitution. You can absolutely uh -huh. make that argument and you should make that no. argument because it is no, a correct it's not, argument. In exactly. My exactly. Also, it's not like the legal code is wholly consistent with itself either no. so, <laughs> so no. arguing that you know oh well this is definitely you know not illegal it's like well uh you can claim that you you want to prioritize this statute which says it's illegal or says it's legal i should say but that doesn't mean there aren't other statutes or laws or you know uh just the legal norms that say otherwise exactly so, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, right and that's, yeah, uh, that's so the thing is that what, what is the pedantry of it is ultimately rooted in a misunderstanding of how the law functions. It is not right. black and white. Right. The statute yeah. says words that have to then be interpreted and have to be interpreted yeah. in light of other law. Yeah. And just quite frankly, if you just view like justice in terms of what the legal regime says is OK, 
then you're just an apologist for horrible things uh, like yes. mass murder, right? Definitionally, like, there's there's no getting around this. Uh, if you think the state is the ultimate arbiter of justice, then the state, by definition, cannot do wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, it can if it if as long as it follows its own legal channels by your own standards. Uh, then it could legalize murder against a certain group, certain minority tomorrow. And then according to the legal positivists, or many of them at least, uh, they would say, well, that's that's just, you know, that's justice. That's They said it's right. legal, so it's fine. Uh, and they could just establish other legal channels in contravention of the Constitution like they did with the FISA right, courts. Exactly. My position right, exactly. is that the FISA them. courts are illegal. They have been upheld as legal that doesn't change my position. I think they're illegal. Right. Right. Exactly. And also, that, that that's such a good point, too, because here's the thing, right, is that the state, um, this, people will talk about, like, well, the, the ultimate source of law is the state. Uh, but, but you have to understand, when the state creates, like, the, a, a legal channel, that's done in an extra legal way. That's done right. outside of the law in many cases, because they're just uh, self-determining that this is the legal channel now. There's no precedent for it because it's not like exactly (laughs) exactly because the state is the source of its own authority. And this is the lie that people this is the this is the lie that that legitimizes the state is that the authority is that it is given authority by the governed. But this at least in a liberal democracy. Right. But the the Mm -hmm. this it is a lie because the state's authority comes from itself. It, it, yes. Ultimately yeah. and definitionally, it must, yeah. because otherwise you cannot give the state authority to do things that you yourself cannot do. Right. <laughs> and the state does shit you're not allowed to do all the goddamn time. Right. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> logically incoherent to say that you, the state gets its authority from the people. Uh, totally. It's insane. Unless you think unless you think that normal people have the right to do all the things the state does, which most people don't believe when they say that so it's yeah. just for, for them them saying it is just incoherent unless you're hobbs and you're using the word right in a way that right. that confuses the issue you just you can't in the sense yeah. that you just can't things you can do yeah yeah things yeah. you have the ability uh, to do right right so yeah this whole like l- legal positivism is such a it, it, whenever these uh, arguments happen it's just like i roll at best it's pedantic at best at the very best best mm-hmm. it's pedantic and all other possibilities are worse yes uh which is that these are just like apologists for mass murder which I, in my experience is what happens to is what happens to be the case often is that a lot of these people will say these things just to excuse horrible like uh you know and like look for example sometimes people use the expression crimes against humanity and, and then you have always have this that says uh-huh wait a minute a crime is defined this way so you yes. can't use that because the state did, and they said it's not a crime. It's like just the, kick rocks, please go away. <laughs> You're, just You're not adding anything of value to yeah. this discussion. Absolutely, uh, but that's no. the but that's how, I mean, Every, here's the thing. That's how laws change over time too. Is by someone yes, right. someone saying, "Hey, not even necessarily saying that a thing should be illegal, but when the when the Supreme Court comes out and says uh, overturns a bad law." even if it stood for a very long time and says, no, this thing is unconstitutional. Logically, then it must have always been unconstitutional. That's the, that is, it, it's a necessity uh, right. that it was always unconstitutional. Otherwise it wouldn't be unconstitutional now. And so to say that right. if I were to say, just like the FISA courts are illegal. Okay. If in 20 mm-hmm. years, the Supreme court says, no, the FISA courts are illegal. That means I was always right. And it was actually the law right. that was yes. wrong. 
Right, right. Yes, the law itself can be illegal. Uh, that's how this actually can work. Uh, and that's why I think Destiny's such a fucking moron. Because it's like you yeah. can't you, you 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 can't conceive of things. It's it's. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people don't understand the way that things are organized and the way that law functions. A lot of people don't know how it works, right? So I should, it's unfair of me to call him a moron for that. However, um, I, I do think that he's a moron for digging in on it so hard. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 No. As if he thinks that he's adding something as if he's like presenting a defeater or something. Exactly. Some argument, when in reality, it's just nothing. He thinks it's so much more than it is. Um, uh, like for like for like whenever we're talking about like statutes, right? Specifically, like like in his in his tweet, he was talking about like, you know, certain statutes that justified war powers or something like that that the government essentially just invented so that they could give themselves legitimacy to like do it, uh, yes, which is exactly. really what happened. That yeah. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that that's literally how, how this works. hundred percent uh, how it happened. That's how it uh, happened with the AMS. Yeah. It is so, like ultimately at the end of the day, uh, a lot of these like, you know, um, legal authorizations all come down to people in Washington writing on a napkin uh, on that says, I get to do this to you. And uh, I'm making this, I'm naming this the, the act that I get to do whatever I want to you act yes, of, yeah. you know, blah, 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 yeah. you know, a bunch of legal code afterwards to, you know, make it official. And then, the fuck uh, you act, and, except I'm going to call it a clever right. acronym. Right. And then they can just reference that back and say, no, no, see, I can do it to you because this piece of paper here, which signed and has very official words says i get to do this to you now so see it was legal for me to do this to you because it says right here i get to do this to you exactly uh, and, and you know i make law so yeah there you go so legal positives it's either like they're just being super pedantic or uh at most they're just using the law to excuse horrible behavior from people because obviously look look why um a lot of legal positivists are not like they do they're not like people who are just like robots who don't make any normative judgments or anything right they're not just like describing something these are people who have political beliefs they have political beliefs in one way or the other but whether we should intervene in other countries uh affairs they have values based on you know uh you know what certain government's actions are right or wrong right they have uh, beliefs about uh uh you know was uh was slavery wrong uh and it's just in completely incongruent with the rest of their beliefs as legal positive because right. if they think that well you know um uh slavery is wrong they have to stipulate that slavery was only wrong uh while after the government deemed it so right uh, but they while must, the while they it was must legal, admit that because uh, it can't have always been yes. wrong. right exactly uh because then that would uh destroy the foundations of their of the belief of legal positivism itself <laughs> exactly. Um, this is one of the interesting things about it too is that the 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 sort of this idea that I mean back to the point kind of about competing laws, right? Um there's a reason that the uh that the Bush administration had a secret plan for how to break US uh military people out of the Hague. Oh, right. I mean, there, there, there's a there's a reason that existed, mm-hmm. and it's because they committed war crimes. Right, <laughs> they knew it, and so they put yeah. together they legitimately they put together a secret plan for how to break U.S. people out of the Hague. You can yeah. Google it. I forget what it's called. 
but but it goes to the, the point is um illegal what do you mean by illegal you mean against u.s law right international law the laws of right. fucking ireland what do you mean right right i can be pedantic too <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and when and what do you mean by illegal in what time period? It's like why are you why are you favoring uh the legal standard now over the legal standard then? Exactly. Right? Uh if some law changes, uh so, oh, so if if it's just legal standards now, well then you have to accept that uh if it's fine now, then how can you justify intervening by saying something is wrong or something is illegal, right? Because either you believe that something is so here's the thing, right? Either you believe that something is wrong and something is wrong to uh, the extent to which it would be justified to use force to stop it, or you don't, right? Those you either do or you don't in in, in that scenario. Right. So for the legal positivists, uh, when you're saying this, like you can you can cite any time all the laws and legal statutes you want forever, uh, but you either believe it's justified to use force to stop this or you don't. And if you base that uh, that determination, that deliberation on whether what, what the law says right now, then you're just an apologist for war, war crimes, in my opinion. You're just an yes. apologist for mass murder. Yes. Uh, because states all the time uh, will self-referentially justify their own actions in the legal code uh, and just, like, get away from things that you and I would never be able to do. Um, and legal positivists are just like, yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I looked it up. It's called the, the American Service Members Protection Act. Uh, it's known informally as the Hague Invasion Act. This is a United States federal law described as a bill to mm. protect the United States military personnel and other elected and appointed officials of the United States government against criminal prosecution by an international criminal court to which the United States is not a party. So it's... Oh, it's, wow. Yeah. It, it, it actually... Like, they... like. Okay, the act gives the president power to use, quote, all means necessary and appropriate to bring about the release of any U.S. or allied personnel being detained or imprisoned by or on behalf of or at the request of the International Criminal Court. Mm-hmm. So which one's I legal? wonder. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder what I uh, do when, like, uh, when the law says uh, this government gets to act uh, in this way towards these people and another government says, no, we get to act in a different way towards these people yeah. uh, in, in two incongruent manners, right? Which one wins? Which one for, by the legal positivist standard? How do you resolve that conflict? Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can under legal positivism. You can't. Definitionally, you can't unless you are to say these yeah. laws trump these other laws, which right. kind of and then undermines you're the whole idea. Favoritism. Right. Yeah. Then you're saying that there's some other standard other than legal positivism that gives these laws more credence. It must, because the fact that there are laws simply yeah. isn't enough. Right, exactly. Yep. And uh, so that was, uh, I, I just, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up as the, uh, the show was kind of winding down. No, I'm glad I to bring did. up Destiny. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad, I'm really glad you did, because that, uh, that was something I forgot about, but it, it did, like, grind my gears, because it's like, it's so funny to me that people only ever get this pedantic um, but it's not just being pedantic, right? It's being pedantic in service of a po- like being an apologist for war for mass murder. Yes, uh, in my view, uh, it's like you know a lot of people can be pedantic, but if you're pedantic when you're trying in the way that covers for very bad people and you keep doing this, 
I, I kind of get the inclination that you're trying to protect certain people from being judged as criminals. yes. Well, they are. Well, here's the thing. I want to be. I want to be fair to Destiny in this particular sure. instance, and and I believe that the motivation here is not so much because Destiny has a vested interest in protecting the vile and, in my opinion, illegal acts of previous presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that's where his interest lies. I think his interest is in holding up, and, and, and effectively it's copium, holding up this idea that Trump is somehow uniquely bad. That, mm. that, that Trump is, because this whole thing came out because of the Trump stuff. Um, and and Dave Smith saying that like every president's a fucking criminal. Um, this, all of this occurred because I think these people, uh, destiny in particular in this instance has an interest in ensuring in his own mind that Trump is uniquely evil. I, I can see that as plausible. Yeah. I think that's the fairest sort of way to see it. I don't think he's thinking about the implications. Mm-hmm. I think I think sure. he's, I think he's concerned with I need Trump to be uniquely bad in order to uphold the other opinions that he holds as the the omni neoliberal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. I, I I really do think that that's where this comes from. I, I I don't know if he's so interested in justifying the vileness. Of, I think he was being pedantic in order to maintain the the illusion that Donald Trump is uniquely bad. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That I can I can see that. And in doing so, justifying and and running cover for vile and, in my opinion, illegal acts by previous presidents. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like uh, you know, obviously, I, anyone who knows me uh, knows uh, that we're obviously anarchists, but it just seems like so obvious to me that if if you're anyone, I, I, I think most of kind of don't think in these terms, and it's like uh, one of the defining features of anarchists is, is that like, we do think in these terms, is that if your only standard of justice is the law, and you believe the state creates the law, you, if you hold those two things together, you get something, and that means that the state is, is the definer of justice, and that yes. they can never act unjustly, right? It's almost like the youth of dilemma, right? So anyone uh, who's familiar Youth for a dilemma. You're breaking is, uh, up just a little a question bit. Of, You're okay. breaking up just a little bit. Yep. Sorry about that. Uh, it should be better now. I, I was is. saying this is uh, uh, analogous to the youth throw dilemma. And for people who don't know, the youth throw dilemma is a classic um, um, uh, Socratic dialogue between Socrates and and Euthyphro. Um And basically, it's 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 a question of like you know. Um, uh, you know, do the gods value piety uh, because it is good, or do the gods determine what is good? Right, it's kind of that question, right? Because either you know, um, goodness is an arbitrary declaration of God, or God, or the gods in this in this uh, you know context, as the Greeks were polytheistic. Uh, um, you know, the gods in this sense, do they value? Or do they like reflect the good because it is good? Right. That's the classic question. Is it intrinsic or invented? Like, is it intrinsic to the thing or is it invented by the people who say it's good? Yes, because if it's just an if um, if essentially if God just says that this is good, then it's just an arbitrary whim from God. Right. right? And that you should do it because I said you should do it. And uh, what I say is good automatically. And it has to be Um, it has to be justified by some outside axiom like God is always right. Like something like that has to justify the idea that because God or, says or it's that, good, it's good. 
or that morality is subservient to God and that he can change sure. it and alter it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so which is, and this is essentially just the, uh, political version of that legal positivism uh is essentially the euthyphro dilemma applied to politics uh and and the state yes Uh, it's saying that well the legal positivists say that well the state defines the law and you know the law and and justice as a result and if they define it uh then they're kind of taking the side of the in the euthyphro dilemma of that god creates uh morality and it is whatever he says it is um at any given time and yes. you know you can you can you can change make this so that you know if you believe that god doesn't uh god doesn't change then morality will never change but it, you nevertheless it's still arbitrary it just happens not to change because god doesn't change right uh, it, it would still be like an arbitrary whim um Right, that's what legal positivism is. It can't justify itself on its own terms. Right, the the euthyphro dilemma is really just saying, does God have a reason for saying the things he does or not? (laughs) You know, like if if I say, well, the grass is green, uh, does that statement reference something prior to itself uh, when I say that? Like, is the grass green because I say it's green or is it green because it is green and I'm reflecting that through words? Right. Uh, that, that's legal. That's legal positive is basically saying the state creates the law. Uh, the state defines justice. Uh, and therefore, if the state if those two things are true, then the state can never, ever act unjustly. That is the conclusion of legal positivism, it, it, from my understanding. Yes, so long as it so long as it justifies its actions prior, it can't act unjustly. Yes, yeah, right. Definitionally, yeah. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a weird weird broken worldview that seems to exist only because it's very simple. Um, yes, <laughs> it, it seems to exist only because it's very easy to say, well, that which is legal is fine, and that which is not legal is not fine. Like if if a legal positivist is just trying to be descriptive and saying like yeah this is how the legal system works I'm I'm okay with that uh, but oh, that's sure. never almost ever where they stop <laughs> no right um, it's there's a difference between the two things there's a difference between saying yeah. that um there's a difference between saying I don't believe that this is illegal because it's it's not it's just not illegal it's it's not there in the book so yeah. it's not. There's a difference between that and saying, I don't believe that this is illegal because it is, it is impossible for that which is legal to be illegal. This is one of the things that I think people sort of don't really get about the legal system is that, or, and, and the way that law works in a broader sense, in a very broad sense. I mean, this would be true under any political system, under any lack of a political system, whatever it may be. Law is a responsive mechanism. It must be. And so mm-hmm. that which is illegal is a matter of opinion until such time as it is settled. And even then, it can be a matter of opinion going forward because just like that, if the Supreme Court 20 years from now agrees with me that the FISA courts are illegal and unconstitutional, I was always right. They were wrong for 20 years. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. It can't because it, it, it must refer back to itself. It, it can't the way that the system is designed. It must be static in a, in a constitutional system. Right. It has to be static. You can't have uh-huh. it, you can't have something be unconstitutional one day and or, or constitutional one day and then unconstitutional the next. It must have always been unconstitutional and we were just wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Um, John Hasness wrote a piece called uh, "The Myth of the Rule of Law," and it, it talks about this how like the the um, the legal code is not some like consistent foundation, like from lo- logical axiom to logical axiom. It is or something, not like the word of God. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, and that, you know, there are two you can have in the legal system. You can have two 
different contradictory outcomes and both of them have legal foundations uh in the system uh it reminds um, me of uh, something that lady jane brings up a lot which is i believe it's the trial of oh shit one of the charleses um uh I can't remember which one it was, um, but there was a there was one of the Charleses, okay, a British king, was being brought up on charges, and there was a problem with that because you can't have Rex v Rex, you can't have the king bring himself up on charges, which is legally how it was organized. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the king would bring you up on charges. And so they basically mm-hmm. invented a legal workaround and said, okay, we, we, can, we can bring the king up on charges because uh, uh, we say so for some reason, and also he's beheaded now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that's basically mm-hmm. what they did. Because you can't have Rex v. Rex. That's, that is the exact same thing that we're talking about with this idea. That's, that's the legal positivist solution to that problem is to say, well, we'll just invent another legal means by which we can have Rex v. Rex. And it's not actually Rex v. Rex. It just reminded me of that because it's a, it's a exactly what you're describing actually happened. (laughs) 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 There, there has to be some external workaround that it's a self-referential system like that, a system of law that is only justified because it is itself um, mm-hmm. is is not workable. It just doesn't work. Right, right. And there is a historical example of that in the uh, I- I- ignoring Rex and trying to find a way to not have Rex v. Rex. And Lady Jane is going to yell at me tomorrow because she's going to listen to this and then she's going to say, no, you got that wrong. Here's how the, here's who it actually was and here's how it actually happened. But as I understand it, that's what occurred. Okay. <laughs> um... All right, man. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, the LK99. We can talk about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, LK99. Okay. So yeah. this is... Uh, okay, so room temperature semiconductors may or may not be a thing, maybe. Yeah, so... Uh, so, so for, yeah, so for people who like are unaware, right. So, uh, the LK 99 is this material that people believe, uh, is a room temperature ambient pressure superconductor. Both those things are super important. Yeah. So, um, the reason why that's important is so uh, basically I'll, I'll explain a little bit from my, now I'm obviously not a physicist. So if I get something wrong, I apologize. This is, oh, sure. my this own is, this is lay people talking about shit uh, they read on the internet. People. Yes, yes. Uh, but so obviously, uh, so superconductors, right? We have superconductors right now. The problem is they're very expensive and costly. They're very costly to maintain and run, right? Uh, they need to be cooled to absurd levels and they can't exist in just ambient pressure. Many so of them are a lot cooled of things with like happen. liquid nitrogen. That's how cold they have to be. Yes. Um, but the reason, so the reason why these things are important, right, is that normally, like a, a normal conductor, like a copper wire or something, right, um, when you have a copper wire uh, feeding electricity from point A to point B, um, uh, when when the electri- when the electrons r- go through the wire, um, essentially what's happening is that they eventually like bump into things in the wire, and that that resistance causes what we can call friction and heat, right? Yes, and that heat is essentially the dissipation of energy. Okay. 
Um, and, and that's and that's uh, resistance. That's electrical resistance. resistance yeah. Is that yeah? When those yes, excited electrons are not able to excite the electrons next to them. Right. When you just rub your hands together and it, it starts, you know, uh, getting warmer, that's that's resistance as that energy dissipating into friction and heat. Um, and that happens in wires. In fact, uh, we uh, we I think on I think uh, on net, we lose the United States loses like 10 percent of all energy a year uh, from that from friction in just the wires. to just to uh, heat which is massive yeah and they, i think it comes out to around 20 billion dollars lost every year just and this is to provide like a to provide an example like to, like just to illustrate it this is how like an electric stovetop works is you have a piece yes. of metal there that has a resistance that high, is high, high enough yeah it's it's a high enough resistance that the amount of power you On feed purpose. through it causes it to heat up um, yes, as, toasters. Yes, uh, toasters yeah. work. To any heating element that's electrically fed is going to work that exact yeah. same way. Yeah, yeah. So normally, like when you want power lines, when you want a lot of the electricity to tr- actually travel from point A to point B, you want low resistance. You want things that have a low resistance um, to travel. When you want heat, you want high resistance because you want a lot of those electrons to burn up uh, and and cause friction. Yes, uh, or, uh, that. Yeah. The, so you want, you want them to cause that. You want you want them to, yes. to cause heat. You want them to cause heat, yes. Um, so why superconductors are really cool is that, uh, and why they're off, they're they're you need to be cooled is why they need to be cooled. Is because did you just say they're really cool? Did you just say superconductors I did. are really I said cool? They're, they're really cool, and they need to be cooled. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> they um, uh, they need to be cooled normally because uh, obviously when you cool something, you're going to reduce the amount of friction that's going to build up. Right. And the this, um, the way I've heard it explained in an analogy is think of like a, a normal conductor is like you, you have a bunch of like people and you blindfold them and they're like walking all over the place, like, uh, you know, bouncing into things and not, you know, following a path. And they keep uh, doing that. That's a normal conductor. Uh, a superconductor is sort of like uh, it, it's a quantum mechanical process, which I'm not going to get into right now. But basically, imagine like you tie every person you blindfold in a line together. Uh, and that way they don't like verge off and like bump into things and therefore lose right. energy on the way from point A to point B. Why th- why LK99 is important is that the, the South Korean physicists claim uh, that it is at they were able to get superconductivity at room temperature and and ambient pressure, which means um, you don't have to do all the maintenance shit on this superconductor that you would have had to do on a regular superconductor on the, on the ones we have now. Correct. Theoretically, from from what I understand, I I, I mean, like I, I had the paper essentially translated to me uh, what it said, but uh, uh, supposedly people could do this in their home. That that's like yes. the when, when, that's the accessibility when the this. manufacturing um, process had, gets there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. You still need a lot of other equipment to test it, obviously. But when it when it actually gets there, like this, the physicist. So this is like the Super Bowl for physicists right now. I, I've been on a Twitter, like just following yeah. this, just watching week, them, <laughs> and physicists are going wild. It's crazy. Uh, it is like you know, you have people who don't believe it. You have people who do believe it. Uh, they 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 want to kill each other. It's great. It's fantastic. But no, this is if 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 this is correct, if this is true that it is an ambient pressure superconductor, um, it is the holy grail of physics in the 21st century. Oh yes, um, it is. 
it is, has so many applications um, that I, I can't go through all of them right now. But uh, well, just saving like twenty billion dollars a year—that's uh, a pretty big one. That is uh, a huge if, you one. Know. <laughs> well, think about this. That's a pretty. You think yeah. about you think about the amount of wastage, right, that you have from uh, from electrical systems, right? So yeah. the the idea that this is the thing I I actually was looking at this at the same time that I was looking at Toyota's announcement that they basically solve solid state batteries. Oh, um, the, Toyota supposedly has solved the solid state battery problem. They can make them oh, cheap enough to put them cool. in cars now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they've been claiming that for a few years now, but they said really this time we got it. So if they actually really got it this time, and if this room temperature superconductor thing is real, think about the revolution to the grid itself. If you can get yes. low transmission cost, low, uh, low waste energy to yeah. homes with solid state cells in the home, like you could harden the entire grid with this technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could, uh, uh, there's so many applications for this, like, um, uh, MRIs in your phone, being able to do an MRI in your phone, for oh, example, yeah. you could do that theoretically, if this turns out to be correct. So, uh, basically there's almost no technology that wouldn't be revised and improved upon if this is correct. Uh, like you could see, like, uh, you know, if you had a P, uh, you, you couldn't overclock, you couldn't, there wouldn't be, you would, so like a GPU, right? You would still build up heat. Uh, I think because like some people were saying like the transistors would still build up heat. Yes, they would. but anyway, the uh, but still, you could overclock your GPU to such insane levels that you couldn't do now, oh, <laughs> and yeah. have relatively little like cost well, to that. Even more uh, than that, if you actually get room temperature superconductors working, and you can you can uh, figure it out, you can do. I mean, the quantum computing is solved over quantum night. computers. Yes, yes. Qu- I was going to say quantum computers. Yeah. Because there are there are only a few uh, fact, companies the, that provide so this, that service now, and it's because it takes so much infrastructure, so much cooling to run a quantum computer. I could be wrong, but I actually think that was sort of the the genesis for looking at ambient pressure superconductors. The the South Korean physicist, I'm pretty sure, was um, was working on uh, quantum computers, or at least was interested in quantum computing, and that might have been one of the big reasons. Probably, why they were it's the application this. that people kind of reach to first, where it's just like, what's the thing that this really solves? And quantum computing is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's what all really also does. things like. Uh, maglev trains for example being able to have like uh uh trains that fly essentially oh sure uh, through magnetism vehicles uh, generally i mean that's the flying yeah. car and future again, yeah yeah and again that's that's all that's technically possible now but it would be so expensive to do it wouldn't be worth it right like right. you would the amount of maintenance and like all the things you would need for that are just astronomical yes and it's just not practical but if this turns out to be true, this makes a lot of things that are just like improbable uh, very likely if it's true. So it's still the jury's still out, but I've seen people being like relatively more on the positive end. I know betting markets, which, you know, you can't really, tr- you know, betting markets are, you know, get, get it wrong a lot. You can't, you know, you can't always trust them. But a lot of people who put money in know at least something about this or they wouldn't be putting their money on it, a lot of money on it. Sure. And the betting markets are like, I think like, 55 percent in the, we think this is real uh, almost 60 percent oh wow um where it has a likelihood of it uh, at last i checked um and also the physicists are like there may be something here um so they, yeah i've least- seen i've seen a little bit in the last little bit i've seen a lot of uh it's over and we're so back <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but this is uh this would be completely revolutionized like um uh like just the the technological like era we live in. Um if this was turned out to be correct in 10 years, you would you would just be, we'd be in a whole new type of like technological yeah. era. It's the next great leap. It's it's it, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And if it's real, it's it, it I mean, yes, revolutionary is the word. Yeah. No, like no joke, revolutionary. Because there's a lot no, of times yeah, people like will come big, up with shit where it's just change. like, "Hey, this is revolution." The the our new architecture on this chip is revolutionary. No, it's not. It's just a it's a f- seven nanometer process you're using fourteen before. It's not revolutionary. This is legitimately right. revolutionary. Yes, yeah, specifically because most people thought it was not possible before, and if it didn't look, it might be. It it might turn out to be nothing, which would yes. be disappointing. But but. If it is possible, we're going from something that people thought was impossible to possible, and that is something that's revolutionary, right? As yes. you're saying, there's a difference between, you know, marketers like to say revolutionary when they just mean next logical, next step in the chain. Yes. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, we've made improvements here. It's like, okay, that's great, but it's not game-changing. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is legitimately like, huge, if it's yes. real. Yeah. Yes, and I understand real, yep. that there's been like some replication. People are still waiting on replication. Um, supposedly, a Chinese lab said that they did it, but it's like eh, people don't really trust so, it. Yeah, so from what I understand, there's been two Chinese labs that have claimed to replicate it uh, so far. Um, there's <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> also. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll see. I, I, I saw a video, but you know, videos. You, you know, who knows. Um, I yeah, saw but the video that, that video that was on Billy Billy was like you could you could do that with regular ass magnets. What they were, yeah, doing. you could. It's right. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like we have to wait and see. I, I do know that there was some Russian anime cat girl who apparently replicated oh my in, her, in her house. <laughs> uh, I'll actually send you the link to that thread. Oh, if I can funny. find it, but it's yeah, it is. Uh, it's something. <laughs> yeah, I just i i hope I hope it's real because it's huge if it's real. But I'm mm-hmm. I am I'll say cautiously optimistic about this. I think it I think it could be. I think it would be great if somebody in I don't know Norway would would mm-hmm. do it. Um, that would be great. Uh, I don't really trust the Chinese labs <laughs> to be honest about this. Yeah, uh, it also uh, so f- apparently the um, the South so the South Korean physicist who who uh, claimed responsibility for discovering this apparently they were confident and they pu- published it so they published two papers right uh, they published one of the papers I guess had like all the people who contributed to it and then the other paper had three people listed on it and apparently the people who um, uh, apparently, I guess the limit for Nobel Prize uh, discovery is three people. I, I'm not sure about that. I should have actually checked that before we started recording. Nah, but, uh, people were saying that people were saying that that is an indication that they're super confident in this because the second paper is like, hey, if we get a Nobel, if this is correct and we get a Nobel Prize, uh, then these are the three people here who were like had the most input. Uh, in oh, yeah. Well, putting out uh, the so particular fishing. Kind of like yeah. Putting out the particular names and being like, these are the people responsible. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that. Uh-huh. That um does that would imply some real confidence in it. They are yeah yeah. So they they claimed that 
it seems that they're very confident in it. Um, and apparently they so they posted I, I'm not I'm not familiar with like the, you know, the the norms or like the politics of this at all. But um, apparently I don't remember what site they posted to, but apparently they posted a site that where they had they did they did it without having to get peer reviewed, I guess, uh, in the first place. So they just put it out there. Uh, and I guess some of the peer review people are pretty upset about that, I, I think. Oh. Uh, and, uh, so some people think that they're not that some people are not as quick or some people are poo pooing it just because these people are so confident and they feel like they don't need us to check it. Uh, yes. so they feel like there's going to be some drama like that going on too, where it's like they're the, some of the like, um, peer review places are taking their time to double check this because they all, in some sense, they don't want to be upstaged. That's one theory about it as well. That's certainly possible. I, I just, I, yeah. I, I hope it's real. I hope it's real too. Yeah. I hope it is, but I don't want to, I don't want to take too much hopium either. So I'm, I'm trying right, to be cautiously right. optimistic yeah. about it because if it is real, it's, it is you- huge. I sent you that thread. <laughs> I mean, look at this real quick. Uh, what is this? What is this about? It's about the superconductor. It's it's about uh, they're doing like it, it is kind of schizo. Um. It's very schizo. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, first of all, it seems like English is not first language, which is not a big deal, but it does make it harder yeah, to understand. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's a, there's a TLDR if you want to read that, uh, or I could read it, or you can read it. It's up to you. But like, uh, it's uh, of like what's happened so far. Someone like kind of documented it. Oh my God. Okay. If you're not following LK99, you're missing out on some of the most fun thing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Russian anime cat girl joins the fracas, ruthlessly making fun of both the original Korean scientists for their bizarre methodology and of Western and Chinese labs for simply following the steps without understanding what they do. She applies the Soviet technique of ignoring the steps outlined and instead trying to figure out what they actually do and comes up with her own procedure using shit just lying around her apartment. She produces a small grain of the floaty rock, takes a picture but refuses to take video, and mercilessly ridicules everybody who keeps asking her for more proofs because it was so easy to do. They should just be doing it themselves if they weren't mediocre Westoids. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Someone said the rapid fire boom bust cycle of hype that keeps repeating itself is entertaining, if nothing else. And I agree. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. I'm here for that alone. Um, I hope it's real, but man, just yeah. watching the uh, it's over, we're so back cycle uh-huh. is yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's great. Also, this is, it's also very funny that this was posted in the Red Scare Pod subreddit. Oh, was it? I didn't yes, see that. It's in the Red Scare <laughs> subreddit. <laughs> that is that is the center of the dirtbag left on Reddit these days, is the yeah, Red Scare yeah. subreddit. <laughs> oh, that's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh i hope that's real and i hope that russian cat girl uh got the result that she wanted and is not yeah, lying yeah. to people because i well, know, honestly, it, would be I know. So it could funny. be funny either way 
No, but it could be so funny if she was like the first one to do it. Like, you know, oh, yeah. that'd be to, to replicate the first pe- the first one to replicate. That'd be so hilarious. <laughs> I was yeah. like, if you go in the thread, if you go deeper in the thread, there's actually she responds uh, to someone and she shows posts of her like making it of like pictures of her making it in her kitchen. Uh, the ingredients. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this. Uh, so my favorite part of this, she applies the Soviet technique of ignoring the steps and instead trying to figure out what they actually do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me when working on literally anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, I, I like I said, I hope it's true. Because it would be legitimately revolutionary. But it, it, it could also be pure hype. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. Was there anything else that, uh, that you wanted to talk about? I had totally no, I forgotten about OK99. Covered... Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I glad think you reminded me. Um, okay. Well, uh, then in that case, shall we go to plugs? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'll be arguing for the next, uh, probably week, uh, with people about, uh, oh, yes. uh, Japan in World yes. War II. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's Christmas time for internet arguments. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Ace underscore Arcus on Twitter, uh, acearcus.substack.com, and on Blue Sky, you can find me at uh, acearcus.bluesky.social, B-S-K-Y. All right. Uh, Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A on Twitter, and pacingjoska.bsky.social. And uh, the show, show on Blue Sky, and show on Twitter. Isn't show? I think it is. I think that's all right on Twitter. Yeah. On X... Are, are oh, we God, calling yeah. it now? Yeah, TETC show on Twitter. I refuse. I, I don't want to. Yeah, no. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show. Thank you.